0: So, welcome back, guys. We're back with part two of our season five review. So, we've already done the first eight 13 episodes from Redemption right up to the Must Be Society. So, in this one, we'll be doing um, conundrum. conundrum right up to the Lovely Times Arrow. Not that I'm biased, but, you know. <laughs> um, same rules as our pre- as the previous part, so... Listen back to that if you want to hear our thoughts in the first per first scene episodes. Yeah. Again, Jane, we watched it in standard definition, I watched it in H D. Mm-hmm. Um and I suppose we should just get on with it. Um uh, starting off a conundrum. So again, we've ended up with this this period where Next kind of had ideas and ra- had had uh, themes and ran with it. Yeah. Because we had two child themed episodes one after another so new ground and heroes worship and then we've had two memory episodes kind of Violations. pretty much next to each other
1: yeah and first i mean obviously first off conundrum does it a lot better personally um do you want me to read the synopsis
0: for this because i think did you do the last one uh masterpiece society it doesn't matter who you did but but yeah if you want to yeah. read it
1: yeah okay cool um the crew's memories of who they are and everyone else around them are erased Kira Mcduff, who mysteriously appeared as soon as the crew's memories were damaged, claims to be the first officer and is intent on waging um I've always quite liked conundrum I think it's a really really interesting episode really quite a fun one um there are there are there are some bits you've got like really but overall as an episode I think it works quite nicely i've always I've always enjoyed it um um some of the things I really liked um I like the opening scene with Troy and Data playing chess, and her outwitted him in a move, which I thought was quite good. Um, I thought the, the, the performances were excellent from Class uh, cast, as obviously they got to pretend to act like they've lost their memories. I think they do a really convincing job of that. Um, the intriguing idea, the memories are wiped, this is a common trade, but I like the fact their skills and knowledge remain intact. Um, I think it was quite interesting the interesting interactions and how the crew make assumptions and try and work together. So like dates is like the bartender, Wolf assumes command thinking they're a tactical vessel, which I think is quite logical given how well armed the ship is. Um, clever, how they slot the, uh, the alien of the week, for bad guys, McDuff a random crew member. Uh, Cause obviously we're so used to seeing them, but obviously as the episode goes on and he gets more screen time, and becomes more aggressive. We obviously know, you know, there's a certain point where we go, well, yeah, you're the bad guy. Um, I thought, um, I loved Riker in this episode. Um, the scene where Ro, Ro interrupts Riker and Troy about to kiss and how they react. So him, him sleeping with Ro and Troy neither, did he actually sleep with Troy or does he just, did I just...
0: don't believe so. I think it's just inferred with Ro. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so him, you know, um, he never he doesn't tell the other what he was doing until they both find out and give him the cold shoulder at the end. And if he feels confused about what is happening in Ten Four, just the way Troy and Roe act, I just thought it just cracked me up, just Riker's reaction. Um I thought in a way the aliens plan is quite clever in a sense. Um it makes more sense, I think, some certain other episodes. So it also lists some very interesting moral quandaries as well. That's um, where
0: the plot sort of falls down a bit.
1: Yeah, um, I like how McDuff tries to manipulate Wolf, saying they're both warriors and need to use combat. So appealing to Wolf as a Klingon, not a Starfleet officer, which makes sense. However, as you've rightly said, there are certain plot holes, like, really? Well, for example, if Macduff has the ability to alter his memories in the computer records and add himself as first officer, why didn't he just insert himself as captain to ensure the destruction of the command
0: center? It's not quite that. It's just the kind of reasoning of these people are a century behind us. Why the oh, hell are well, we yeah. at war with them? That whole crap but yeah. you we're th- going oh for god's sake Like, no, oh, yeah, really I- going down this route
1: again well the other thing as well is if McDuff's people are so i know they bring it up kind of at the end but if McDuff's people are so technologically advanced enough to create a device that can wipe people's minds and alter the presumably secured enterprise record in a few seconds it's kind of hard to swallow that they possess very inferior weapons it's just like right okay then which i know again because and might kind of allude to at the end but it's just kind of really i um, think
0: the gist is i think he's a rogue member of their species i think
1: yeah
0: so maybe. which is why that there's um, no big big effort to have this whole plan kind of play out
1: um, like the as I've already as I've already said, kind of having two fa- fa- kind of father-like episodes, a single parent episode. Like, like, sorry, like the father episodes, have a like single parent episodes, having two memory type episodes so close together. Like violations is kind of treading over old themes. Although as I said, conundrum does a better job. Um, there's also very I I don't know if you found much, but I didn't find much in the way of M's, To be honest, there was not very much there as well.
0: Um, oh, I, found, I think I found something.
1: Oh, yeah, um, it's just not much. <laughs> there's
0: a lot of reusing of stuff. So the Enterprise Fire its phases is, again, the same short scene in Legacy in A Matter of Time. Um, what else? The Lycerian Destroyer is a redressed Telerian warship, first seen in Suddenly Human. The Satoran ship is a redressed of Mondor, first seen in Sumerian Snare, that old ship again. Nice to see the personnel flies, it gives a bit of information about the main characters. You can get some really good screenshots of that. Uh, you might recognise the Lyselium Central Command, as that's the reuse of the Edo God Model from Justice, yep. which looks really good in HD. This is something that I really found interesting. Do start Starfleet officers take greater risks on the holiday than they do in real life, as they're always getting interested in activity-led programmes. It's
1: safe to assume now, particularly if you've got this um the holodeck safety protocol. Yeah. Oh I mean like
0: just even with them on they still get injured, like take um I was thinking of O'Brien and his um kayaking. Mm. And it just seems like it's a bit weird that it's kind of measured, but it's like, Oh, don't worry, there's a sick bay nearby, I'm sure we'll get And I found this a bit weird that Troy seems fixated on the wall throughout the episode and Roe seems fixated on Riker. And it just comes across as a bit kind of bad character development
1: yeah it's a bit of a uh, juxtaposition isn't it particularly as um i know i know he's going to in the episode like Riker and Troy, they, they they recognize they're familiar with each other but it's it's kind of a bit odd isn't it yeah um, it's
0: just really like they just come across a bit two-dimensional
1: but so what's your overall opinion of the episode then so si?
0: i don't mind it but god it's so much better than violations
1: oh yeah <laughs>
0: i think i i just don't mind it i'm just i've never really been that bothered by it and again it's that weird thing where i think back in the day it's just like people that hadn't seen the show in forever kind of were a bit thrown just kind of when did this new character come along
1: mm. um some of the, a couple of the um the free uh three that i got was never make assumptions so when you have your memory right uh, uh white
0: yeah because that happens all the time Jamie.
1: yeah uh, i said right it's like what's right <laughs> you have your memory when you have your memory wiped um uh, and also memory is very important in establishing relationships and identity (laughs) all. i found more don't
0: jump to conclusions the truth will always come out eventually listen to reason don't take everything at face value power craps absolutely logic is king always back up your data don't rely on the cloud it takes time to remember who you are really don't act your initial thoughts and feelings don't manipulate people It never ends well um, Peace and unity Are worthy goals Keep a diary <laughs> Every decision you make yeah. Has its consequences Because it's like You sit there and go All these problems come Because they don't have Physical copies of things It's kind of
1: Well this goes back to my idea Of relying too much On flipping technology You get your, me- you get your memories Wiped to records Wiped and got left It's always good to keep A hard copy I said paper copy Or something You know <laughs> Um so yeah, suffice to say, I think it's a really good episode, but it's not a contender. Um, and you're you've not been you're not bothered by Conundrum, either. But I think I don't I've... I
0: don't mind it. I mean, it's one of the stronger ones, but I just never quite gel with me. I, when you watch back, I watch something like New Ground or Hero Worship more than I do with Conundrum.
1: But I think it's safe to say we both agreed that Conundrum is miles better than Violations in terms of like whole memory. In terms like of the now. same
0: yeah in yeah, terms, terms of themes yeah but it's um, like it's very close between new ground and hero worship they're very like sistership shows they're very yeah
1: and i think they could have benefited from being spread out over the season i think that would have probably worked a bit better but hey you know we got we got we, they they got put where they got put so um next episode power play
0: investigating a 200-year-old discuss, distress call, then sends a shuttle with ryker troy and data on board crash lands when they return to ship, Troy, O'Brien, they take over the ship under influence of aliens from the planet.
1: Um, a really fun, great action-oriented episode. I've always really enjoyed it. I think it's superbly filmed, um, and the action sequences and the stunts on the bridge. Yeah, it's and a I great think...
0: action show. This is yeah. not what's going on in it. I'm, I'm yeah. afraid to say.
1: Yeah. Um, the, the action sequences and the stunts on the bridge and Terminal forward, I think are absolutely superb. Really, really well done um three excellent performances from um uh carl Maney, uh marina Sirtis, and brent spiner kind of again acting against their character types i think they did a really good and convincing job um yeah De- again <laughs> you know um diana again in this episode before she gets um possessed uh she uses her abilities again she senses something's happening on the planet um Love the irony that Diana would be cancelling Picard in a hostage situation. She is one of the hostage takers. I just thought it was a wonderful bit of irony. Um, great use of all the main characters and secondary characters who all get their moments to shine. Um, and I thought there were some really good plot twists in the episode. So when Troy says she is Captain Shima of the Essex, but then at the end they're really aliens from the planet, which is a penal colony, I believe.
0: Yeah, yet another um, one.
1: Yeah. Um in terms of dislikes there wasn't really anything but as you said there's not really much in the way 3Ms or depth to them or the characters really. It's there's not really much to sink teeth into. Although I will say I thought the ending with how it was resolved was a little too convenient, with how the aliens just give up so easily after being trapped for centuries. i just find out No, you.
0: but they were stuck in the corner, they realised they were cornered and it's like, Alright then fine, we wanna live. <laughs>
1: Maybe it was the way they
0: did it, but I just I just found it just a Jamie, it's the usual thing. They, they had ten of minutes of time, yeah, so they just know. quickly had to shove in a conclusion yeah. with it. <laughs> um, the episode contains one minute forty-one seconds of standard footage up converted to HD, and that was ten forward scenes. Uh, as Jamie said, the camera shots in this episode are fantastic. Really add tension to episode. First appearance of the pattern enhancers, which I found intriguing. It's this long until we get them uh the type 15 shuttlebud named campbell had seatbelts so everyone going there's no seatbelts so god the LS there are <laughs> um and marina Certis broke her coccyx when the uh, crew falls to the ground all the other cast members use their stunt doubles she
1: didn't yeah that was a from the special features was interesting um, also, I, I love
0: her quote that she said that it could be wolf in a wig and they wouldn't have noticed i, I love that quote <laughs> good old marina Curtis there it's, it's a fun episode again it's just not much there Not am afraid yeah. just...
1: the, the only um, uh, the only three uh, only me- messages and meanings I got was hostage situations are tricky and delicate with negotiations on both sides with the safety of hostages being crucial so obviously uh, Brian Troy and dad to season 10 for hostages there and teamwork is important whether in trying to rescue hostages in a hostage situ- hostile situation or otherwise that's all I got what about you
0: Tell the truth, treat people how you'd like to be treated. There's no excuse to, to violence. No matter what you do, the truth will always come out. Needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Don't really play people, it never ends well. And every problem has a solution. Not much at all, I'm afraid, but...
1: But yeah, I mean, I that's, think... In a... That's an
0: action show for you.
1: Oh yeah, and I think in a way, because I think the next set of episodes are quite heavy in terms of serious themes a lot going on. So I think having power play where is, i think it's a good thing you need just an episode which is a bit more just maybe not as much depth but you know i think sometimes those sorts of episodes are needed um next episode ethics um, going
0: straight up jeremy
1: for you yep okay yep. fair enough um i did consider putting it up i really did consider it but again it was i think I was one of those moments where you've got to be kind of you've got to be um what's the word you said earlier strict gotta, strict yeah um Critically injured in an accident, Wolf is paralysed from the waist down. The visiting Dr. Russell sees Wolf's injury as a perfect chance to test her new device, which can, in theory, replicate entire organs. Crusher disagrees, claiming Russell's device is experimental. Uh, This is a very, in terms of the three of us up here, it's a very, very interesting episode. Um, Yeah, I mean... There's plenty of 3Ms with the superb that's explored well. I love how all the different themes and ideas tie into the episode title of ethics. Um, I thought the performances across the board were brilliant from uh, Stuart as Picard, McFadden as Crusher, Dawn as Wolf and um, Caroline Carver as, Dr. Carver? Carver? It's Carver as Dr. Russell. And I loved how Picard is the voice of reason with Riker and Beverly discussing Wolfe's point of view and why suicide's the only option for him. Um, some of the things I wasn't so keen on was I didn't like the again Star Trek's done this before but the reset button being switched on at the end I think I'm not quite sure how they could have done it but I think it would have been more much more interesting seeing Wolf living with his being paralyzed it would have
0: done but dads. that wasn't television at the time
1: yeah I'm uh, afraid
0: these these days yes you would have had that but back yeah. in the early 90s that nah, wasn't gonna happen
1: um I think this, I, I personally thought there was too much medical techno babble that was hard to follow I think moment they could have toned that down a bit. And no,
0: but with the Doctor Crusher episode, you're gonna have that Jeremy afraid.
1: Well, this is just my, this is just what I personally think. It doesn't mean I'm, like, this is just me, my own personal um, thing. Um, and Beverly's attitude throughout, I, I understand to a certain point. I do get it, but other times I just found her a bit annoying. It's annoying, but it's like, um, so like she dismisses Doctor Russell's idea to help help that even consulting more first. That was like, well, surely you, as a doctor, you're responsible for letting him know about all the available options, which she doesn't do, not until like much later on.
0: No, but again, as we said about this on the phone, she kind of got forced into it.
1: Yes, but she, as a doctor, she should have told, I think...
0: But as a do- Jamie, it's experimental. Again, we had this about on the phone.
1: Yes. I, if it
0: was experimental, I'm not sure the chances of coming out of it in one piece are yes, very but rude. If
1: I, if I was a patient, I would want to know about all available options, no matter how small the chances were. But Maybe it hadn't
0: should... even gone through testing, Jamie.
1: I know that it hadn't gone But Wolf, I still think personally, Wolf should have been made aware of it. But that, but that's just what I think. It doesn't mean I'm right. This is just my own opinion. Um, Yeah, I think Dr. Russell, what she did was completely wrong, I think. But I think she did deserve some credit, which Beverly never gave her. Like, so, yes, okay. What Dr. Russell did is, is, you know, putting her putting her own theories ahead of her patients is,
0: is absolutely one guy important. died because of it
1: yeah exactly in the episode yeah he did
0: Wolf could have quite easily had the same fate that's what I'm trying to get at
1: yeah but I think Beverly could have given Dr Russell a bit of credit that's all I'm saying I'm not saying what she did was right I think you know watched you know not at all and Beverly was right to call her out on it definitely but I just think a little a little bit of credit would have, wouldn't have hurt but hey this is all very subjective anyway um But yeah, overall, as an episode, there's so much going on. And obviously, you've got Wolf and Alexander's, um, um, you know, um, being brought back into it as well. So Wolf being the father again and kind of him and I think this happened a few times. I said the challenges they face together, which I thought was done really well. And one thing I really did like was when Wolf says, if I don't make it out of this procedure, he says to Deanna, I want you to I want you to raise Alexander, which I just thought was a really nice thing to add yeah yeah <laughs> and didn't you say to me that also alludes to kind of the beginnings of the the, the wolf and troy relationship kind of like a, a subtle hint i think so yeah so what about you what, what did you like about the episode
0: first time we learned that klingons have ridges on their spines and feet including that spike yeah there's a deleted scene which explains dr Crusher's comment that walks in fully klingon mode um where she's talked to him talking to him about tests and it's just like, nope, don't, don't want to hear it, don't want to hear it. And then she goes back to her office before Picard walks in. Um, the camera shots in this episode are great, in particular the um, close-up shots. Nice scene episode focusing on Dr. Rush and Captain Troy. Yeah, great. Yeah. Again, Wolf and Alexander's relationship developed. It's nice to see it's developed since New Ground. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, the game Troy and Alexander are playing uh, can often be seen in the tables of Tim Ford. It was called pair match and was freely available on the market by bandai from 1984
1: onwards oh i missed that little days that's quite cool you picked that up on that
0: that took a bit of digging actually
1: i'm impressed
0: i've just always enjoyed it because it's a very gray area because there's not a lot of things dealt with it so you've got kind of euthanasia (laughs) hypocritical oaths and testing and Mm. Really fascinating things which I, I like all the other ones and I like some of the episodes that Jamie has put up, but this one it's just like it's got everything in there, just kind of all the moral dilemmas that Star Trek's all about, whereas the other ones weren't quite there, at least for me.
1: No, oh, I completely see that. Um Obviously, some of the themes and messages I got was um, notion of an euthanasia. So helping a friend commit suicide, They're in pain or dying, is it right? So Wolf wants Riker to help him commit suicide as his life is as a Klingon is over. He doesn't want to be shamed nor pitied, only honored. So um, respecting other cultures' beliefs, even if you don't agree or understand, it's because sister Riker, the right to choose, like how to end one's life. So Wolf has the right to choose and wants to die. Disability and how to live with being paralysed. Um, it's important to remain objective with patients and assessing them, so your judgment isn't clouded. Uh, medical ethics of doing no harm. So when Beverly finds out Doctor Russell experiments on her patients in dangerous procedures, which have little probability of success, um, and also like, is it right experiment, is it right experimenting on patients with untested drugs or dangerous procedures? Um, so all these kind of, I said, all this notion of ethics, as you say, it's a very interesting because you know you've got to think you think back to um some of you know in our in our you know in 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 real life of in the past where um scientists or medical professionals or you know back in the day a lot of a lot of you know some of the stuff that these days that you know illnesses that we've had that that are curable well they were found by these people experimenting on others these unproven, these, un, these unproven theories, his theories and everything else, and and yet today they, there's a cure for it. But does that make it right? Well, this this is what the episode's exploring. Do you know what
0: right? episode relates to that? What's that? There's an episode of Voyager that relates to that theme. What ethics? To know what you're talking about, Jeremy.
1: Oh, about um, exp- oh um, oh scientific method. No,
0: suddenly human.
1: Suddenly, that's next gen.
0: No, remember, there's the one with that weird CGI alien
1: oh yeah 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 yeah
0: something human i don't know if i was getting mixed up but
1: i yeah i think i know the one you mean i think but um yeah as you say it's a very much a gray area like i said i don't i'm not saying what dr russell did was right but you've kind of got to acknowledge wolf was safe it said it, it, i said it's very difficult it's a very difficult kind of decide it's it said it's a very grey area <laughs> so what what did you find for the episode sorry si?
0: Take responsibility for actions. The Hippocratic Oath's there for a reason. Euthanasia is a complicated issue. Treat people how you'd like to be treated. If you need support, ask for it. If there's something wrong, take action. Accidents happen. Don't cut to corners and take unnecessary risks. Uh, people aren't lab rats. Don't play god. Rules are meant to be broken. Get your priorities right. Every decision we make has consequences. Stand up for what you believe in. Don't make people it never ends well. Human body is a fragile thing and people are affected by the same thing in totally different ways. So I found loads. Yeah, a lot. And yeah, in a way, I said I can completely
1: understand why, you've, um, why you put, why you put the episode up. I can completely understand that. Um, next one. Uh, yeah, um,
0: um, an episode more current than it was when it was filmed. But you know, a yeah. single inaugurated genie search for a shuttle... Riker and J- J- Janai pilot Soren, oh uh, pilot Soren, take a shuttlecraft into Null Space to investigate. Investigate a trip on which Soren reveals Sora that she is one of that group of outlaws who embrace the agenda of male and female. Yep, yeah, so
1: um, the outcast. Um, it was quite interesting re-watching this episode because I think previously we just dismissed it as kind of uh, I don't like this one, but um, it's it, it's it's interesting because. I think the episode is well-intentioned, um, but I don't think it, it's not really until the end where
0: it's... It they completely around. ruin it. They completely yeah. and utterly ruin it. And you just go, oh, for God's sake, like Star Trek, this is why you get a bad rap
1: with
0: LGBT it's, plus stuff.
1: Yeah, and it's a shame because Soren's speech sums up perfectly what the episode struggled to get across. But then, so throughout, it's struggling to say what it wants to say. It
0: that should have been the watershed moment where the... Yeah. Uh, the society should have gone all right then fine we'll, we'll look at this now rather than yeah, yeah fine gay conversion go for
1: it and yeah and then the episode sums up what he wants to say with her speech and then they completely undercut it as simon says at the end so i think yes in some ways the episode was well intentioned but they just didn't do it quite fortunately and of course it brings back to the whole as simon said the whole lgbt thing star trek at this point had never i think it wasn't until would we say discovery would that be right in saying that
0: yeah discovery is funny when they got it about right yeah
1: yeah so yeah um but yeah it is an interesting episode um I, I love the concept of null space i thought that was very interesting although it was kind of a sh- i know why it was just, it was kind of a shame they just use it as a plot device i think it would have been interesting to
0: No, but that wasn't the real focus so no.
1: yeah i get i understand that um I think Riker and Soren had some nice romantic chemistry. Um, I think also it was quite nice seeing a mature side of Riker. You can actually see he genuinely cares about Soren, which I thought was, was quite nice considering, you know, I said, R- Riker's reputation. Um, uh, obviously, as as Simon said at the beginning, you know, it feels kind of preachy. It mishandles the concepts, but it is well-intentioned. It is vastly ahead of its time in social commentary. Um yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I got for kind of what I liked about it. Obviously, dislike, obviously, again, just kind of what Simon kind of said, you know, um, um, about obviously the end, to kind of, oh, you know, let's grow as a society and they don't. Um,
0: well, they never said they would, but it's just the way it's handled. Just kind yeah. of, oh, no, gay conversion, go for it, carry on like that okay that's really not what you probably intended to say but you no, know
1: it's, it's attitudes that were reflected back in the what 50, 40s 50s and it's just like well oh, this is 90s, uh, 90s unfortunately
0: it's still going on Jamie.
1: yeah
0: unfortunately
1: um but it's like this is the, at the time of the episodes like this is the 90s things have progressed and it's like yeah it's a great way to undercut all that just showing an episode about this and then just at the end as you say just the whole conversion thing. It's just like ugh. um the other thing I found as well, which I thought was odd, was Wolf. Just like
0: yeah, you know, I think we both picked up on.
1: And it's just like, oh yeah, you know, because I think there's one scene where he goes, um, I think his, I think oh it goes oh, uh, um,
0: he's got he a good old speech about gender stereotypes, isn't he? Yeah,
1: and then he goes at the end to Riker, oh, I'll just help you now. so like, right. Yeah, he's quite
0: up for a good raid, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's nice that he wants to support Riker as a friend. I get that, but it just felt a bit out. it just didn't fit Wolf as a character. Just, okay, right. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, oh, I wasn't quite sure about this moment, so I, I'm not quite sure. But the moment where Riker s- says, "Oh, physically, men are bigger and stronger in the upper body," that didn't sit well for me. I was just okay. like, "Excuse me, women can be." Physically bigger and stronger than the upper body than men. There are even in the nineties there were probably some. So I didn't particularly like that bit. It kind of come across as a bit of a sexist comment. I could. I, like, I think oh,
0: it might have been scientifically. I think it might have been biologically, but I don't know.
1: No, I just I, maybe I'm wrong in saying that, but that moment just didn't sit particularly well with me. It's just like well, yeah, that's, quite, that's kind of questionable. Kind of just the comment that he made. It's like, like, yeah, I'm not saying it, it. maybe it isn't sexist. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think it can come across that way and it's just not good. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of what I liked and didn't like about the episode, that's pretty much all I've got. What about, what about you? Uh,
0: i got lots of trivia. There's a deleted scene in January where Soren and Riker are discussing dinner before they get kind of found out. Uh just nice shuttle is a regress of the shuttle or skate pod person and the most toys? The Shuttle from Magellan, which is type six, uh favoured shuttle from season four onwards, was the first to be armed. Uh I quite found I found it interesting about the poker game that it was um what was it? First contact day game. Yeah. Where yeah, it was like two, one and six were the kind because of twenty one sixty one when it the Federation was founded.
1: Didn't Rike also mention new unit of measurement as well? Mention
0: Miller
1: mention Co- what? A new unit of measurement, Miller Named after Zephyr and Cochrane. Uh,
0: possibly. I haven't got yeah. that noted down, but possibly.
1: Mm, I think I'll, I'll put that in my notes. But yeah, go on.
0: Oh, that's everything I got. You sort okay. of said about Wolf being a bit of a...
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, the Moral's measures and Meanings. Um, so the notion of equality and diversity, accepting everyone in society, regardless of gender, sexuality, age, etc. Um, the concept of gender and sexuality and its acceptance in different societies and cultures. Uh, the denial generalist society um anyone who is male or female seen as a threat and is put in speech once cured of this so obviously it's an allegory to you know how the lgbt used to be treated because being obviously kind of said like homosexual was seen as don't you mean
0: lgbt plus
1: plus sorry thank you sorry lgbt plus i
0: have got the whole thing but it seems Um, to say lgbt Plus rather yeah, than because it's an awfully you. long one i can say it is LGBTQQIAAP. wow i'm impressed I, d- I don't know what it stands for but <laughs> i thought it was interesting I, d- um, I don't know but LGBT plus yeah let's just cover a bit more
1: so so an allegory to how the LGBT plus used to be treated being so like for zombies, being homosexual was seen as a, as i put it in speech marks as an illness that needed to be cured back in the day but obviously and the episode well does that at the end which just shouldn't have been it's a shame it really is a shame because the episode is very forward-thinking for its time As i said um soren's speech is brilliant it sums up what the episode do you want me to read out soren's speech I... yeah
0: if you want to
1: um because so I, I actually did um uh did um summarize it so because you can easy you can literally replace the word female with if I am gay or whatever, etc., and it works brilliantly well as the same thing. So I am female. I was born that way. I've had those feelings, those as all of my life. It is not unnatural. I am not sick because I feel this way. I do not need to be helped. I do not need to be cured. What I need and what all of those who are like me need is your understanding and your compassion. We have not injured you in any way, and yet we are scorned and attacked, and all because we are different. What we do is no different from what you do. We talk and laugh, we complain about work, and we wonder about growing old. We talk about our families, and we worry about the future, and we cry with each other when things seem hopeless. All of the loving things that you do with each other, that is what we do. And for that, we are called misfits and deviants and criminals. What right do you have to punish us? What right do you have to change us? What makes you think you can dictate how people love each other? Summed up brilliantly.
0: It's one of those surprises every year you have that episode where you just go, oh... Maybe I've got this wrong the whole time. Maybe the whole franchise, maybe the whole fandom's got this wrong the whole time. Mm. Than just going, oh God, Riker will sleep with anything that moves. It's just like, that's not the point. That really is not the point of the episode.
1: And that's what I mean. That's why I quite like the fact that you see a more mature side of Riker. I truly believe you cared about Sorin. You can see, you can, and obviously when.
0: And even when they leave, it's just kind of a look of kind of, oh, I don't really want to, but. It's kind of, yeah unfortunately she's gone through this therapy and there's nothing i can do to reverse it
1: no but as you say i think it's a shame the episode kind of does what it does at the end but
0: it just falls short just at last point it's sort of yeah. they were saying in what we leave behind where it's the same thing in deep space Nine, where it's like they wish they could have done more but shows of that time where it's just kind of you but know no, they,
1: it, you know it is an in, it is an interesting episode, and I think I think it's in terms of kind of what it's exploring. It's done worse, I think, in other episodes. Personally, probably, I said at least there's something there. I said Sauron's speech is definitely something. I just
0: of- think that's why it's in so much disdain. It's because yeah. the way the the solution to it or lack yeah. of solution to it, or it's just kind yeah. of yeah. Because I think even in like Angel One, you had a bit of kind of oh yes, we will look into this a bit more. Yeah. Whereas in this one, it's kind of, oh, no, yeah, no, we're, no we're, we're good. And you go, oh, for God's sake, you people haven't learned anything. And the Jani are just a bit bland. If they're a bit more, if they a bit more gumption, a bit more character, I think it would have worked it. a bit better, maybe, because they are just a bit kind of beige.
2: I'd agree with that, yeah.
0: I um, think when you're a beige species, it never helps get a point across. And again, it that works into the kind of, Portrayal of this episode, where everyone just goes, "Oh God, here we are again." Yeah.
1: Um. Anything else you want to say about that?
0: No, it's that. I say that's the surprise of the series, I would say, or one of them, because I think there might be a couple more in here where you go, I "Didn't see that coming." I didn't imagine me going, "Oh my." It's um. Just yeah, it's just an incredible episode.
1: Next one. Yeah. Move on. Oh, you said what's an incredible? Oh, what's an incredible episode? the cast. Oh, fair enough. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, what, in terms of like, it, it's very ahead of its time and stuff. Yeah,
0: just it's oh, just yeah. you know, this is a very great episode. It's just unfortunately full short.
1: Um, yeah. But again,
0: it's, it's a surprise. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's just a sh- surprise that it's kind of could have been so great, but it fell short.
1: It is a shame because I said, I mean, I, I don't love the episode by any means, but it, it is of it. it, it I've got to give it more credit than I did previously. Um, and he said, it is a shame because it almost, get, almost gets it. He said, it's well intentioned, but yeah, it's, it's a
0: shame. It's, they almost had it because they had um, the host last series where, where, last season, when you had that thing and they could have built on it with this one, but they really didn't. And it's just like, Oh, was it, was it
1: even referenced?
0: No, it wouldn't have been, but it's just yeah. a kind of, it's in the same sort of vein kind yeah. of thing. And you just go, Oh, oh, come on, like, like, kind of, you know, put your head, you know, go in head first, just go for it, just kind of...
1: Um, Cause and effect.
0: Although, I would say, oh, you do I... wonder whether, because of that speech, whether some high up in Paramount sit there and went, no, you we can't do that, change the change the solution to this one, change that. You I do you... wonder, it has got that feeling well... to it, where, obviously, the production staff wanted to go down one route, and if someone high up sort of said, oh, no, we're not having that.
1: Well, this is the thing. I'm, I think I've said this before. Bone and Bragg get a lot of flack for some of the like, Star Trek stuff. And it's like, yes, they could have tried to get it through. Maybe they weren't brave enough at times, but it's not always them. It's so as I said, it is the network. It is Paramount. It's kind of put these restrictions. That well, Sometimes they, they they wanted to do certain things, put certain things in episodes and couldn't because they were restricted. So again, this might be another example of that. Yeah. Um, cause and effect. Um, the crew's regular poker game suddenly feels too familiar to Crusher, who experiences deja vu. The Enterprise is charting the Typhon expanse when the ship's systems fail, hurling it onto a, it onto a collision course of another starship. The Enterprise has been destroyed.
0: Yeah, and the only episode to show the Enterprise D's main shuttle bay.
1: Yep, the only Enterprise to show um, the Enterprise D's shuttle bay.
0: Jamie, you've completely missed the point of what we're trying to do there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, okay. Well, that that didn't work out.
0: <laughs> You're meant to read out the Shrek or thing again, map it Oh, was I? Yeah.
1: Oh dear, never mind. <laughs> um, Maybe we
0: need to talk through these a bit more next time. Yeah, we
1: we had this idea, guys, of doing like a similar thing, a time loop, repeating in the episode. We thought we'd do it for this, but I think I misunderstood what bit we'd be repeating. But never mind. <laughs> sorry sorry (laughs) oh dear um anyway on to the episode itself (laughs) um
0: do you want to know what the bozeman bridge is a redress of gone have a guess
1: battle bridge
0: yeah Yeah. um the time loops occur there's five of them and they occur roughly every eight minutes and each required uniquely different camera moves um. Although, one thing I really don't get is how the hell did the Bozeman get in the time loot in the first place?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's one thing that. And you would have thought that after so long they would have started to question it maybe a little bit. It's like, really? Surely they would have done?
0: Because I couldn't quite work out. Did they spend the, like three weeks over, but they would have been doing it for what, 80 years? Yeah. I just don't quite get it. And, and the other thing I don't get so something huge must have caused it, but. They're the first to explore the Typhon Expanse. So there's no ships in there. There's no anomalies that we're aware of. Yeah. So what in God's name caused it?
1: Yeah. And the other thing I find as well is after a couple of loops, the, pa- the solution is painfully obvious. It's like Data West says, oh, it's a tractor right? it's like, oh, it just opened the shuttle bay doors. Like, well, yeah, just do the second option. <laughs>
0: um...
1: um... This is an episode that's quite interesting because it, it kind of used to frustrate the heck out of us, didn't it?
0: I don't. I didn't mind it watching it back.
1: No, I must admit, I was the same because we used to go, oh, it's just the same thing over and over again. But if you think about it, they do a lot of variations, as you said, on the, the, the camera shots they use.
0: There's um, three exact loops, pretty much. And then yeah. there's two slightly different ones. So same, same, same different yeah. different um, or the last two are similar
1: and i think and i think from the special features i can understand why people revere it so much because of, of its time it was very innovative and it was very different to the oh, structure. yeah i so, love it that it people
0: does. rang up the i think their tel- net, their networks and said hey your program's not working when it was just sort of the show running normally because i hadn't yeah. really seen that concept before yeah um it's another episode where the crew send a simple message to someone via oh over over complicated babble like yeah. they did in uh, uh night terrors where the message was now and in this one it's a three um the bozeman gets referenced quite a lot from now on in uh in like at least all good things and generations and first contact
1: i also obviously roe actually has um, a different hairstyle as well in this episode than her I think she has shorter hair than she normally does, her hairstyle's different.
0: I hadn't bothered
1: (laughs) It's just so i noticed. Um
0: and obviously Captain Morgan Batesman was played by Kelsey Grammer, who was filming Cheers on the Paramount Lot at the time. Yeah. And wanted to appear on Star Trek as he was a huge fan.
1: Yeah. Which I thought was they always do. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean in terms of kind of other stuff, I mean it is different, but I did. I still did find it a bit of a hard stock Sitting through the the, the same different time. Well, I found
0: issues with the fact it was kind of fine stuff with it. If you're watching yeah. pretty much the same scene five times over, yeah. there's not really much you can kind um, of get not from much, it. I did get something, but it's just like there's
1: not really much in the way of the three M's at all, really. Um, but what I will say I did really like was I think that some great is like this opening scene was brilliant, spectacularly done, like filmed the music just the enterprise blown up it's like when you first saw it, it's like what the hell brilliant i've got to say um i have yeah, totally
0: subtle th- reference the couples making love I've always gotta love one of them
1: <laughs> what was that what bit was that
0: well when data's going yes this is a crew doing their everyday things oh, and yeah. 13 couples engaged in romantic encounters whatever the hell that <laughs> means it's like okay yeah. we all know what you mean
1: um and I also thought it was interesting and different getting the time loop from Beverly's perspective, which I thought was quite. Um, yeah, And obviously, I think it was well acted. Yeah, pretty much every episode pretty much is from the cast, but it was well acted as well. Um, literally, all I got from the friends was don't get caught in a time loop. It will drive you insane. <laughs> That's I,
0: literally... I think you took things a bit too literally. I went a bit more broad and actually found a decent amount of stuff. Go on. Teamwork is an important time, uh, part of life. Learn from your mistakes or you're destined to repeat them. Eh. Better? Yeah. Uh two brains are better than one. Help can come in the most unlikely places. Androids make mistakes.
2: Yep. They, don't
0: give yep. up so easily because we haven't had androids make 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 mistakes since season two. Uh peak performance, that's episode.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh don't give up so easily solution to every problem. Every decision we make has consequences. If you won't want to prove something, make sure you have evidence. So yeah, I I found a few bits a bit more than Jamie, but you know a bit more. Jamie went a bit more literal.
1: Yeah, I think I think <laughs> overall cause and effect. Is I enjoy it. I mean, it not it's it's not again,
0: as again. I think I said to Jamie on the phone as well. I think for me, I think I watched this one to death growing up. So yeah. I kind of it it kind of lost its sheen ages ago for me. Yeah,
1: and yeah, I like it, but as you said. It, it is a bit of a slog to sit. It's
0: just very difficult to try and yeah. do it with. Yeah. Five sit se- five scenes of exactly the same. And I
1: think they do a reasonably decent job. It's just it's not,
0: and I can um, understand. Do you want to say it again? You have said it to me numerous times. Star Trek Discovery does it better with the mud episode.
1: Yes, yes. I, I, yeah. I personally believe it does, but I think it's that, that's
0: and modern it's, television.
1: television. For you, yeah. Um. But yeah, I, but I can certainly understand why people love this episode, you know. But for us to just, yeah, I think just kind of. I don't mind it. it. it oh yeah, no, it's... no, it is a good episode, but we're just not. We're we not. We're not putting it up, are we? No, I'm
0: not. No, no, Next
1: same. one, yes. Um, okay, so, um, so yeah, so sum up. We understand why people would put it up, but it's just not we. Only... <laughs> um, it's
0: been yes. like that Tosk episode in um, DS9.
1: Yeah. That's the kind of similar thing. We kind of, in a way, see why people do, but that kind of don't. Yeah, just, yeah.
0: That's I think I just watched it to death, which just kind of lost its shame, unfortunately, but that happens.
1: And I think just for me, it's just a bit of a slog to sit through all the different time loops. Although
0: yeah. you actually enjoy time travel a bit more than you did oh, years yeah. ago, at least. Yeah, thank God. I do.
1: And I, I, I'd say I do think Caused Effect is better than I thought it used to be. So uh, it's not an episode I've gone, oh God, not this one again. It's actually gone. Yeah, OK, it's still a bit repetitive. It's still a bit hard to sit through, but I enjoy it, but it's just tender. Um, Yeah, next one uh the first duty as the enterprise arrives back at earth news reaches picard and crusher that an accident has happened involving wesley which has injured four uh pilots and killed one an inquiry is launched and wesley is forced to lie under oath yep as simon said definitely putting this one up
0: i was getting ready to read it but i think you've probably because you screwed up the joke or oh, the joke oh,
1: sorry sorry si. it was your turn wasn't it oh sorry <laughs>
0: i wasn't stopping your flow and it's just like makes up for screwing up the joke so I, i'll tell you well, what, okay no worry it's if fine you, want,
1: you can read the next two if you want to would that be i was just
0: about getting reading it's like oh it's being read now i might as well just go along with it it's like Jamie's <laughs> quite heavy reading it well, sorry
1: I, did you want to read the next two
0: well yeah i suppose i am now
1: if you want to just it's it's just fair sorry.
0: um the episode contains 37 seconds of standard footage upcycled to hd um, which I think is Picard getting out of his captain's chair at the beginning of the episode, but I'm not quite sure. Yep. Uh, there's also two deleted scenes focusing on uh, Albert's grief, so his, his father, asking questions about the accident and comforted by Dr. Crusher. And there's a one where Beverly Crusher is realising that Wesley's lied after their chat in his quarters. So there's a walk into engineering where Beverly's going, well, oh, he said to me, don't protect me. Isn't that a bit weird? You can see Picard going, hmm, I know what's going on here. Yeah. So that's quite a cool set of scenes. First appearance of Boothby, played by Ray Walston. Yeah. The lamp on Wesley's desk is reused from Starfleet Command meeting scene from Star Trek VI. Um, We couldn't go out this episode without mentioning first appearance of Robert Duncan McNeil as Nicholas Locarno before becoming Thomas Riker... uh, Thomas... But he have Thomas Paris in *Saucy Voider
1: Although I technically think of him, he is technically Tom Paris in this anyway. Just, just so similar. I know they couldn't obviously. But Although,
0: like if you did you look up any other um trivia for this one? Um, Robert don't Duncan know. McNeil considers them two different characters because I think he thinks that Nicholas yeah. is a bit of a jerk, and he thinks Tom Paris isn't. Pretty much is a summary of it.
1: And if I'm right. I, I, oh, no, it wasn't him, was it? Oh, sorry, I was thinking of something else to do with um, trivia, but I just realised it's not this episode, it's another one, don't we?
0: Um, cadet and later to come Ensign uh, Sito Jaxa makes her first appearance later seen in Lower Decks from Season 7. Yep. Um, some of the
1: is there anything else you want to say you liked?
0: That's all my trivia. Oh, no, Oh, actually, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. Uh, the Starfleet Academy motto was incorrectly given as x asterisk sciencer instead of x asterisk sciencer it was corrected for the for deep space 9 and voyager along with the remastering but they couldn't do it on some of the glass in there so it's still wrong in that but some of the l cars it is actually corrected
1: oh it's part of the reason we love star trek because of the goose it's part of its charm isn't it um what I really liked about this episode, um, how Wesley Wesley is portrayed more realistically. So not the golden boy who always saves the day, but as a young man finding his way in the world with flaws and faults. As we find out, he is part of the cover up of lies. I mean, the fact he does is quite shocking. That's quite shocking, isn't it? Um, fascinating getting insight into Starfleet Academy because it's the first time you actually see the academy and how they investigate accidents. I thought there were superb performances across the whole cast. Um, so obviously the cadets, um. Um, Admiral Brand as well, I thought nice to have actually, uh, an Admiral who's actually not corrupt as well Um, yeah, so the performances across the board I thought was fantastic, Um, the impact as you said it has on the future, obviously um, we find out about Picard at the academy and and correct me if I'm wrong but when him and Boothby were talking about Boothby helping him years ago, was that an allude to the incident in Tapestry?
0: Um, I don't I think so. I think it's it broad I, enough that.
1: because I, I thought maybe it was alluded to that, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. I
0: don't think Tapestry would have been written at that point in time. I don't think so. So it would have been very vague that they could get away with pretty much anything. Well, the
1: but... thing was, we already know that something happened to Picard, didn't we? We know he got into a fight, and it was about his heart. So maybe it was. Maybe it was alluding to that. I don't know. I just found that quite interesting. Um. Also, um, as you said about, Ensign Seto and Lower Decks. And obviously, uh, technically, yes, they're two separate characters, but Nicolas and Tom Paris Voyager. And obviously, Wesley studying the Academy goes downhill after that episode. And he eventually quits in season seven, which obviously ends up with him going to travel the traveller. Um, but
0: he does become a Starfleet officer in Nemesis, though.
1: Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um... Interesting depths on the 3Ms, um, which I'll go more into shortly, obviously when we do with the 3Ms. I thought it was a lovely call back to Wesley first coming on the bridge and sitting in the captain's chair and being made an acting ensign when he and Wesley talk in the ready room. So obviously, Picard's speech to Wesley just is classic. The first duty of every Starfleet officer is to the truth, whether scientific, historical or personal truth. It is the guiding principle on which Starfleet is based. Love it. And I just realised song
0: available on all available websites.
1: And I just realised how terrible my uh, my Captain Picard impersonation was there. <laughs> that was terrible. Um so yeah, I mean one of the other things I really loved as well was what watching the special features of how um oh who were the two writers that wrote this episode?
0: I have no idea.
1: Anyway, two of the two of the writers and creators of this episode they, they actually got into a, a really a, an argument about Wesley, about whether whether it was right to tell the truth or it, or be loyal to his friends. And I just thought it was quite interesting how they, in the end, the episode kind of hints that you should tell the truth, but I just thought it was interesting how they kind of, they had up at opposite ends of the argument. And I just thought the whole kind of dilemma of it was just really quite interesting. Um, so the three M's, do you want to go first, sorry? Uh
0: Take responsibility for actions. The truth and lies come out eventually. Treasure time you have with friends and family. Uh, don't pass the blame use someone as a scapegoat don't sacrifice your morality for the sake of popularity tell the truth people lie and cover things up Parapraps absolutely if someone something's wrong take action don't be arrogant and take the necessary risks no matter what you do the truth will always be found out every decision we make has its consequences put the record straight don't play like people it never ends well listen to your subconscious if you want to prove something, make sure you have in spec up. So I have actually gone for some new ones for once in my life. Um, that's everything.
1: You pretty much got said pretty much by <laughs> some no, it's fine. It's good. You've got most of um, what I've kind of put down, but i also got importance of telling the truth and line will catch that sooner or later, so always tell the truth. And safety is of, of utmost importance in a command. It comes before ambition. So obviously, the cadets were going to try and fire the Cobalt star, Starburst because it was a spectacular but very dangerous manoeuvre. Uh, so yeah, that's basically said that and what Simon said as well. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's definitely another episode contender. Um, next episode...
0: Cost of living. A metal-consuming substance transfers to the whole of the enterprise when Alexander Trump, Troy beams aboard on her way to get married to Minister Campio. She soon begins to interfere with Wolfe's relationship with Lan Alexander, showing the boy how to rebel against authority. This was another wide-opening episode We got bloody hell, that's a good episode.
1: Yeah, um, previously, I never liked this episode. Um, watching it... Go sorry,
0: Jamie, you finished. I was going to be silly.
1: Um, but... watching it again i do enjoy this one and actually it's a a good episode and i've got to admit i've got to say i think this episode is needed because if you think about the previous ones particularly from kind of ethics to kind of first duty there's a lot of heavy there's a lot of stuff going on and a lot of heavy themes there's still
0: a lot in this one jeremy i wouldn't say oh yeah oh
1: yeah there there is stuff going on here but it's more of a fun episode yeah it's more of a Laid back episode, and I think this one was needed, and I'm glad they put this in. So, you know, previously, but uh, previously I didn't like this one, but I do, I do enjoy. It. I think it's a good episode. I've, I thoroughly enjoyed watching for it. Sorry, what was you going to say? You said you were going to say something
0: silly. Yeah, I was just going to interrupt and say oh, the okay. higher the fewer.
1: The higher yes, the fewer. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. Oh, let's go and have a look. Cause there's tons of this. Um. Unfortunately, the Director passed away earlier this year, Peter Allenfield, who sadly passed away earlier this year on the 19th of June 2019. Um, sadly, but who knows, he may end up in this year's um, Absent Friends, who knows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is, he, is he the one who directed this episode? Yes. Ah, oh, sad. Um, the C-C-Cosolian ship is Ryu Sonamondor, first seen in Sumerian Snare in a new grey colour. Uh, the National and right field, last appeared in Galaxy Child, um, Starfleet does us children's holiday program before we see the ch- adventures of Flutter and Star Trek Voyager. Uh, I think the dancer in a hu- is a homage to Venus seen in the cage.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah,
0: I think that a bit of Major Barrett Rotterbury seeps through when Xana Troy is talking about Alexander about being alone. With the passing away of jean Rossby earlier that year.
1: Yeah, that's something I did pick up on. And I think she I think she acted brilliantly in this episode. Particularly that scene, yeah. Uh,
0: there are uh, oh two deleted scenes. I didn't number it. There are two deleted scenes focusing uh an extended transport room scene where they're trying to sort things out about the wedding and getting to know each other. It, suffice to say, it doesn't end well uh troy counsels wolf but neither listens to each other as they're consumed in their own problems resulting in them swapping stories about their childhoods it doesn't quite go anywhere which i can see why both scenes were cut but it was interesting Mm. watching them back
1: um well one of the things i will say one the only thing i probably didn't really like about the episode and I, i get why they put it in because you needed to fill out the time but i thought the 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 subplot about the alien termites I thought was inconsequential and unnecessary. I can understand why they did to sort of pad out the time, but I just thought that plot was just a bit, it happened kind of. I
0: didn't mind it. I think you needed that there. Um, I'm clearly on Earthside Defence. I think you needed that there just to kind of, because you need that odd thing where it does interfere with the other story, where you have sausages in that tea thing, and then you have it interrupting the holidic programme, where you have the kind of maternal instinct in um loxana troy actually coming out for once so um, i i i'm the opposite i quite enjoyed it it's just kind of you, you need that fluff within fluff just kind of
1: that's fair enough i can kind of see that
0: and you need to utilize the rest of the crew otherwise you wouldn't have seen them
1: true um So some trivia i got here was obviously Majel Majel Barrett talks to herself because Loax Anna talks to the computer, which is obviously Majel Barrett, and she calls it dear. She calls Wolf Mr. Woof again, and it's the final appearance of uh, Mr. Home, her valet as well. Um... Some of the things that I like said it's a fun episode which is needed after all the serious kind of heavy ones of recent. I thought Luxana Troy gives a superb performance, which and she brings a great energy and enjoyment. And the episode actually treats her well, like certain previous ones.
0: Um, um, bear in mind, you did have half a life, so we're starting to get into serious yeah. Luxana Troy episodes, yeah. which is good.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. It's kind of from kind of half a life to kind of onwards, they, they said she gets her character gets treated a bit better. Or a lot better, should I say? Um, I thought some really funny moments, like when Picard says he'll be very happy to give Loaxana away at her wedding. Obviously, Wolf popping the happy balloon on the holiday, which always made me laugh. Um, the minister's horror horror Loaxana going naked to the, to, at, them, at, their, at their wedding, and I just thought Wolf in the mud bath at the end, I just thought it was great. Um, I think there's a lovely bond of friendship that's developed between Loaxana and Alexandra, Alexander. Um, and I liked the, uh, there's a nice mirroring of the Wolf Alexander and Loaxana Lwaxa- getting married plot. So like Lwaxana will have responsibilities when she's married and like Wolf and Alexander do with their contract. But you need to have fun sometimes no matter your age. So her friendship with Alexandra, Alexand- oh, Alexander, ugh. and being with her daughter, being with Diana, De- makes her feel less lonely. Um, and I think there's some good 3Ms with some decent depth. Yeah. So, yeah, overall, I said, as an episode, it's better, much better than I was previous. Um, The three M's that I got was um, rules and responsibility are important in a relationship, whether a child, whether a parent and child or otherwise to help function or grow. But you sometimes need to have fun and rules are made to be broken. Um, Looking at the concept of age and fear of being alone. So why Lwaxani was so impulsive about getting married. Uh, friendship is important being able to tell the truth and relying on others but also having arguments which can be help which can be help ah which can be help help healthy god i'm terrible with my words uh, go what you got
0: oh are you finished yeah i'm finished i Sorry. thought you were <laughs> trying to read them again
1: no no read read, read what so i don't think the
0: last one was very clear
1: oh uh, oh do you want me to reread the last one i said i think so okay friendship is important being able to tell the truth and relying on others but also having arguments which can be healthy so when Loaxana tells alexander to tell her the truth yeah is that better yeah yeah i, um, I was just fumbling over my words a bit there but, uh.
0: uh tell the truth treat people how you'd like to be treated if you need support ask for it life is all about compromising and knowing when to give and take all species face the same problems help can come from those unlikely places be yourself don't try to be someone you're not um don't take your guard down so that that's back that's all back down to that um material consuming substance all arguments can can be ended by the phrase the higher the fewer (laughs) that's one of my favorite things don't marry someone based off of their profile that's the thing i want to try that in real life the higher the fewer thing every decision we make has consequences every problem has a solution uh live life to the full There we are. That's what I got. So a decent amount, I think. I I was surprised. I really was surprised by that one. It's just like, you get to it and you go, oh God, here we go. And you watch it and you go, oh my God, that's decent.
1: Yeah, it's a fun episode that is needed. It really is needed. I'm I'm glad, I said you need episodes like that. I'm glad they put that in there. And I think, Bringing back Flawaxana for that, bringing back job back for that, I think was was perfect. So yeah, I, I enjoyed. It. I don't think it's fantastic, but it's a good episode. It's a fun episode, and I think it's and it's got, as you said, got some good depth to it. Um, next
0: episode. Episode twenty-one somehow, and we're an hour into it. So we are stumbling through them this year, guys. So we're not going to be here for six hours this year. Yay! Yay! Um, the perfect mate. Enterprise continues its mission to take Cargo, an unusual cocoon, to meet Alec of Vault so that two of us can end centuries of conflict. Two Ferengi damage a cocoon which melts away to reveal Empath Kamala, who mistakes Picard for her mate. Yeah, the Ferengi, yeah, a, a, a cargo, same, you know, in the cargo bay,
1: a cargo that is you know what is what's the word fragile or vital and stuff and it's like they don't there's no one there it's like there's no security or anything it's just like right okay well that was just easy for the, anyone just to sneak into the cargo bay then yeah have, though,
0: have you watched star trek before Jamie? I mean, that's generally yeah. what happens
1: yeah just like oh yeah you know and i think was it the ambassador says oh yeah only the most restricted only certain personnel should have access to it. It's like, yeah, no one's there and then can just go in and just yeah, it's like, okay, then, right.
0: The same yeah. rule of law in Star Trek. Yeah. Don't go in there. Oh wait, everyone's gone in there.
1: Which is that no one was around, it's just like yeah, that's yeah, okay. Um, obviously, um yeah, I mean Perfect mate Again this is one I've, I've, I've never particularly liked um, Watching it through It's interesting to a point I don't think it's I still don't think It's the best episode But it's not bad Would you say the same?
0: Yeah it's alright There's a yeah. lot of Really interesting trivia For this one Go on Where do I start? The Volte ship Is a reuse of the Jovis First seen in The most toys Yeah uh, Frankie Jensen Was originally meant To play Jazir Dax But turned it down For the role Hmm the Crozon ship is a reuse of the telo, um, Telerian observation craft from *Suddenly Human*, but when the ship's part ways, its son becomes the larger Telerian warship, uh, also from the same episode. Second appearance of Max Gruncheck after his appearance as Savol in *Captain's Holiday*. Uh, Captain's Holiday. Um, Frankie Jensen plays Kamara, who calls herself a mutant before famously becoming a Bond girl three years later in *GoldenEye* as Zina yeah. on a top um along with jean gray in next men franchise alongside patrick stewart as profi- uh, professor charles xavier i thought that was quite interesting that she calls herself a mutant then she comes mutant a few years later as um hmm.
1: jean yeah. gray the other thing as well the other bit of trivia there about Famic, uh Fanica Janssen is she turned down the role of jad Zia in deep space nine yeah i
0: said that did you said oh. that oh sorry <laughs> that was the second one i said jeremy
1: sorry sorry go on
0: um, I always thought this was interesting. Um, an unknown fact about Federation Starships, the most frequently broken piece of furniture that gets replaced is a glass table.
1: That doesn't really surprise me.
0: <laughs> Which, it's not a fact, but I thought yeah. every time we see it, it's broken. There's an offhand comment from Geordie that references the dolphins, who were, according to Starfleet, uh, the technical manual, part of the crew. And there's a deleted scene where we see Picard's fantasy of stopping the marriage and telling Kamara what he really thinks.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's some really good trivia, actually, there, because there's a couple of bits there that I didn't actually know. I said, you know, what you're saying about the glass table and stuff, I thought that was quite cool.
0: Well, it's um, not really a fact, it's not really trivia, it's something I've made up, but it is true, you look at it, in. it's like, so, apparently it? every table, like, you just sit there going, you can imagine these kind of low-down crewmen, or ensigns or whatever, walk into the guest quarters, or whatever, and just go, oh God, it's the table again, we need another bloody table We're off to the <laughs> reprimand. I found,
1: get, sorry, go on. Like
0: how many tables i must reproduce every year to say
1: you know well, you've thought maybe it was one of those situations but i know it's not the same but you know in um, trouble with troubles you can't that you can't break the chairs or anything like that kind of maybe it's a similar kind of thing i don't know well
0: um, i'm pretty certain it was probably sugar glass which is something yeah. but real life just and again no, that's what i don't get about this particular episode is the guy hits the table but it's not from least what i can tell it's not that bad he really shouldn't have been and end up in a coma
1: yeah it did seem a bit
0: but it's yeah. again it's star trek kind of you did, yeah. comedy violence where it's just kind of yes he'll fall on this table and Oh my god it's you can't just imagine spite's gone through him that's why he's ended up there it, going, it, oh come it, on like really this is yeah need a good plot yeah. device but yeah. you just sit going oh for god sake, so here we are again what, just what? just change the freaking tabletops <laughs> at this rate just don't bother with glass
1: one of the things I found was I think it's a bit of a contradiction this episode. So like, oh, there's a surprise. Well, Picard chooses Data as a chaperone as he has no emotions, so he won't he won't obviously be affected by Camilla's pheromones. Yet later Picard says he trusts in his crew's self-control. So it's like, yeah, you say that yet you've done this. So it's a bit of a contradiction.
0: Oh yes, this made me laugh as well. Riker meeting her and he swiftly goes off to the holodeck and he go, yeah, well done, Riker. <laughs> That is the origins of why you have a bad reputation. Um, I am just going to go to the holodeck for a cold shower. He's like, okay, well done, Riker. That's the least subtle thing you could ever do.
1: um, A few of the things I did like about this episode, though, was um, great performances from uh, Stuart as Picard and obviously Famica Janssen as Camilla. I think it gives really good depth to her character. Um, I think it was a fascinating insight into Picard himself as he fights to resist Camilla's pheromones. Um, and I thought it was quite an interesting ending, the fact that she goes through with the arranged marriage, despite the fact she's nothing she's nothing more than, said. seen as nothing more than property, and it would be miserable, which I just thought was kind of sad, really. Um, so, yeah, said it's, it's not a bad episode, I still don't think it's great, but it does have something there. Um, the three M's, um, the importance of an individual's rights. So a sentient being is not property, whether a woman or otherwise. And obviously the whole the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. So Camilla deserves to live her own life, but if Picard interferes two planets and lots of life lives will hang on the balance because her bondage to marriage is, is um for peace, isn't
0: it? It's again this galaxy, you watch Star Trek and it's filled up with penal colonies, prison planets I think they're the same thing. And then these odd planets where these these random princesses or whatever the hell they are, that they get shipped off to kind of lead these planets. It's just like, yeah. is that all it's made up of. That really yeah. is all it's made up of.
1: That's a good point, because you think back to um, the dolphin in season The dolphin, 10. yeah,
0: that's the other one. Yeah. It's just that they going, oh, good, here's another one. No, like, we're going through it again. Slightly different. Yeah. We'll tweak it slightly different. They would never notice. But yes, it's penal colonies and princess planets. It's pretty much all Star Trek's made of. <laughs>
1: Um, what did you get for your three M's?
0: Uh, not much. Life is their challenges. Treat people how you like to be treated. Slavery is never right. Women aren't objects; they're people. And I put in their male order or brides because that kind of camp, how it came across. Life is unpredictable. Help can come from most unlikely places. Accidents happen. You never know who's gonna who you're gonna fall in love with. All governments cover things up. Every problem has solution. Peace and unity are a worthy goal. I. Didn't quite know what to make of that episode.
1: Cool. That's all right. Um, the next episode, imaginary friend. At least you got it right. I, well, I was looking, I wasn't looking at Trek cause I was reading the title. I was looking at my notes. Um,
0: Yes. And... We, we must explain that on Trekcore, It still comes up saying, um, I identity did see crisis. crisis,
1: which is, you would allude is the season four episode where Geordie gets transformed. So not
0: that is... Something totally, not, totally yeah. different than what we, what we have in this one.
1: So um, imaginary friend, um, an energy from energy form enters the enterprise and materializes just as young Clarus Sutter ima- imagines imaginary, imaginary <laughs> friend Isabella to be. Meanwhile, other energy beings begin to weave a weave a web of strands around the ship. Synopsis that synopsis just sounds very... Ugh. And they're not Tholians. Huh?
0: And they're not Tholians.
1: Yeah. Is it real or is that synopsis just like really...
0: Um, I think the thing that threw you is probably imagines imaginary
1: yeah i probably really,
0: wouldn't have put in imagines
1: no, it just sounded really wordy so I'm tripping over my words yeah so um I, i've i always quite enjoyed this episode i've always found it quite an enjoyable one to watch um uh bit of trivia um alexander and garner make an appearance in this one and um the um the young girl uh, Clara Played by Noli Thornton Appears in the DS9 episode "Shadow Play" As a holographic <laughs> Child who bonds With Odo
0: Yes Jamie's once Got in there early And said it Yes <laughs> so I think it's Like normally I get in there And you sit there going Damn I wanted to say that um, um, also I found an episode
1: um again, I think it's probably needed, but I thought oh, in the nebula I just found the subplot of Exploring Nebula just not very interested, but again, it's too much techno babble. <laughs> um but I, I did I think the uh, the acting was really good from um both um Noli Fortin as Clara Sutter. Is it Clara or Clara? Clara I think it's Clara, isn't it? Clara. Clara. And um Shay Astor as Isabella. Um I thought it was again nice moments again where Troy is again doing her job, she's being utilised well in the episode.
0: Well, do you Um, know what I think Isabella's looks meant to be homage to? Go on. I think it's a homage to the twins, Gracie's daughters from The Shining.
1: Yeah, I could definitely say that, yeah.
0: That's that's what I made of it.
1: I also think, um, I think I read somewhere in one of the comments or reviews that it was also, I think someone compared it to like a child's version of that film Fatal Attraction as well. Like she goes all psycho.
0: So, i can see that a bit
1: yeah that's kind of that was quite interesting um but yeah um yeah and it's and again I, I like the fact that um you also find out um again it's kind of one of those episodes where um i think there's a really good one where nurse agar talks about her new boyfriend and a certain holodeck adventure with beverly so again it's like real life stuff which is quite cool um I, I paris i surprise.
0: think it was
1: yeah
0: um um i've got a few bits
1: the uh oh yeah um I can, uh, the moment in the corridor where Wolf encounters the, the girls and it's almost threatening, I, I can actually easily imagine that given how scary Wolf might appear to Buck, like, like a small child. It's like, yeah, I'll be kind of terrified as well. Um, and I also liked um, the moment where Ensign Sutter, Jordy and Sutter, Geordie and Dator were discussing what to land the nebula. I just I think was it was the La Forge nebula. I just thought it was really, just really cool. Um, yeah, that's, that's in terms of what I like, I just, there's other bits as well, but that's pretty much it. Sorry, what did you find? Sorry, sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you there.
0: Um, I love the plasma string special effects. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, I agree. Um, yep. Device used to scan the matter from Nebula was last seen in the Masterpiece Society where it was used as a tractor beam simulator. Mm-hmm. Um, the shots of FGC 47 are recoloured versions of the Mars Oscura created for In Theory. Is that everything? Oh, Troy's personal appointment log is of Easter eggs as it lists several members of the Star Trek Next Gen production staff. And this is an oddity which I can only work out is there for exposition, but it's a bit weird. Why do Clara and Troy walk out of the left side doors to the uh, 10 forward when they're going to the lift closest to the right side doors to 10 forward? <laughs> but The only reason I can think about that is probably yeah. exposition, and you probably get Sorry. a clear camera shot from it. But it's a bit weird. It's like, okay, so, that's all I really got. It, it, I, it's okay. I don't, I've never minded it. I oh, think, yeah, again, yeah. I think it's another one that I've rewatched to death when I was younger.
1: As I said, I enjoy it for what it is, but as you say, it's nothing that truly stands out. Um, Some of the 3 M's I've got. Um, having imaginary friends or a part of children growing up can be a great help of sourcing... <laughs> Oh God, I'm terrible with my words today. Can be a great source of help and comfort. So especially for Clara who moves from Starship to Starship with her dad a lot. Isabella is a constant companion. Uh, moving around a lot can be very difficult for a child. Um, children are stronger than we think. As long as they know that their parents love them, they can handle almost anything. So Geordie says this to Ensign Sutter in engineering. Sometimes what we imagine can be as frightening as something that is real. So Troy says this to Clara, Clara when she tells her she's frightened of Isabella. Rules. Um keep children from harm real or imagined as Picard's sister isabella it provides a continuity it says it provides a continuity for them as a species um yeah that's, that's what i got for the three m's what about you
0: treat people how you'd like to be treated there's no excuses to revert to violence never un- un- underestimate the capabilities of someone or something if something's too good to be true it probably is if there's something wrong take action things aren't quite what they appear children are overly curious. Rules are there for a reason. simply echoing what you're saying. Don't mislead and manipulate people over uh, people it. People, never ends well. It's very easy to misunderstand what people. Some someone's actions. Don't jump to conclusions. Put yourself in other people's perspective or shoes.
1: Um. Yeah. So overall, enjoyable episode, but not one that sticks out truly to us. Always saying, kind of.
0: Yeah. Next one yep. does.
1: I borg. Yep. This one's definitely going up. That,
0: oh, I'm I'm doing it. I think Enterprise yep. sex is disgraceful. And finds a single survivor amidst the wreckage of a Borg scout ship. As Picard is faced with a reminder of the ordeal, he argues with Khan about ethics, sending the Borg back as a weapon to wipe out the Collective. Good. Would
1: you put this up as well? I have done. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Um. <laughs> yeah. No surprise. <laughs> this got, got, I mean. I mean. This is one of the few episodes which, kind of, watching through, is like even before I watch, it's like, yeah, this is probably going to go up.
0: I would also say this is a perfect opportunity to say listen back to our fan panel from destination star trek 3 about uh villains or victims yeah, which i think episode yeah. one i think
1: yeah i believe so yeah yeah because i think that was the press call and the fan panel was um yeah like fantastic episode the embodied, a typical embodiment of embodiment of star trek next gen at its best
0: um <laughs> it's <laughs> to
1: say i mean christ
0: uh, um, I about that comment i put what's that I put a silly comment down. I've just looked read it again. <laughs> uh, do you want me to say it? Or do you yeah, want to you, can,
1: you wait go first with your, with your trivia and what you liked and all that stuff. Go for it.
0: I'll say the funny one first. When they're trying to give three or five a name, Hugh, it sounds like Dr. Crusher, uh, Crusher and Geordie are kind of introducing a radio show. <laughs> yeah, Don't sweet, you think? Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah. I'm Geordie. Yeah. I, I'm Beverly. I'm yeah, Geordie. I'm, and I'm, you are... I just, I, I just, just, immediately came to mind. Um, last time the brig was seen was in the Most Toys. Um, uh, last time fencing was featured was well, uh, the episode we'll always have Paris. Now this is, from you rem- yeah. um, do you oh, remember? Yeah. Do you remember me saying sorry. about the Enterprise the Battle Bridge being featured but not in, in its entirety? Oh, it's, this is this, this, this one yeah. where if you look the brick has somehow been extended like indefinitely so you've got the like the force field area and then you've got this huge big bit with like consoles galore that's the battle bridge set redress for some reason for that week because normally there's like just a sheer wall there there's not really much going on there but some reason that episode they just went yeah we're just showing the battle bridge set okay random um said that one Last time Science Lab was featured was in The Best of Both Worlds Part 2. I think that's... Oh, and the episode also establishes that Borg are designated by numbers in relation to small groups, at least. That's all I got.
1: So, nothing else? Nope. Okay. Um, oh, right, where do we start? A uh, bit of <laughs> trivia. Um, just, there we go. Uh, no, not there. Oh, was I, oh, I must... Oh, no, I didn't know it down there. Um. Jonathan... Um, Del Arco who plays Hugh originally auditioned for Wesley's for Wesley Crusher back in the day um in the, he says it in the special features which I thought was quite interesting um but obviously he didn't get the part but I just thought that was really quite an interesting bit of trivia um did you know that side
0: yeah well, i I watched the same as you did oh you did yeah that's why I'm not really reacting it's like yeah I know okay
1: um <laughs> right. sorry Jamie no no you're fine I just wasn't sure, I just wasn't sure you know. we... hello um, yeah, so things like, obviously, effects yeah. from past episodes coming up, so Picard's traumatic experience with the Borg, um, and Garnam's people, people being forced to run from them, I think it's woven really effectively into the plot, and exploring how Picard and Garnam view Hugh and the Borg, and changing their attitude when they interact with him. Uh, as I always say, superb performances across the cast, from everyone involved. Um, a great twist of the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few argument, this episode kind of argues against it, and I thought... Um, it's kind of interesting how Picard's kind of, you know, Picard's kind of, an interest, you know, an interesting moral dilemma at its core. So is it right for the crew to use a member of a species to destroy the others, especially when Hugh's become an individual? And it's quite interesting that Picard, in a way, kind of is like the villain until kind of right near the end. It's like he's arguing, oh, yeah, we're going to use this against them. Um, great depth of the 3Ms are explored well. I think it's really interesting. I think it's really interesting and amazing that a Borg would display the most admirable traits of humanity. I just thought that, that was just incredible. Um, you know, with Hugh obviously saying, oh, I'm going to go back. If I don't, then you, you know, you're going to end up in danger. Um, I thought it was excellent dialogue and speeches throughout when Geordie and Beverly talked to Hugh about being an individual and Picard testing Hugh in his ready room as Locutus. Um, a very touching episode with Hugh bonding with the crew, mainly Geordie and Beverly. I thought the ending was really just emotional which rises it to another level with Hugh and Borg sacrificing his individuality to save the crew but I just love that moment huh but it didn't what's that descent yeah, yeah yeah um but I love that moment with Hugh when he looks at Geordie after he's assimilated back into the collective like he does remember his experiences with them um Obviously has a huge impact on the future with Borgs
2: becoming mm. seeing
1: Hugh in Descent and obviously developing the idea in Ferb with Voyager, with Seven of Nine, etc. But this is where, um, where you kind of get the problem with, did they take it too far? Um, and yes. also, yeah, and I thought it was also a refreshing <laughs> angle on the Borg. Instead of being the big baddies, there's more, complex, there's more complexity there. They're humanised. Um, yeah, as I said, it's a fantastic episode. And you know, Particularly if you you know you think back to the organ, Q, who, and um, uh, best of both worlds, and I must admit my attitude was very similar at the start. When I, I don't know if I ever told you that side how I kind of felt. Did I ever tell you about that?
0: I have no idea what you're on about.
1: About I book kind of how I felt like kind of saw it from kind of Picard's perspective. It's like, well, you know, there's there's no there's no negotiation with them. This this I, as much as we hate it, this might be necessary. And then it's kind of, and then later it's kind of, well, actually, maybe not. You know, it's kind of, well, you know, once you kind of, you see beneath the surface, it's like, well, actually, you know what? This isn't right. And yeah, I just, yeah, I just, it's a fantastic episode. It's just Star Trek. It really is a Star Trek at it its best. Um, did you want to say your, the three M's? Did you want to say what you found?
0: Yeah. Uh, take responsibility for actions. If you need support, ask for it. Uh, treat people how you like to be treated. Sometimes you need to face your fears you need to take the moral high ground, be honest to your beliefs, there's always another side to the story, perceptions can be changed, even your worst enemy is human and has feelings, don't pin it back people, it never ends well, every decision you make has consequences, stand up for what you believe in, people are affected by the same thing in totally different ways, Uh, don't jump to conclusions and put yourself in other people's perspectives. Um, I've got well, messages
1: i kind of got um, Sometimes when there's No hope for peace Then extreme measures May need to be taken To survive um,
0: Isn't there a bit of A similarity Between this And um, a Silicon Avatar
1: Yeah in a way In a way it kind of is But I, as I said I mean what I kind of Put there is kind of it is kind of Argued against later But they do kind of Consider it So it's maybe kind of Kind of it is Something I think to, to No know. crazy
0: woman With the red button I suppose Yeah Sorry um, Jamie, I've interrupted you there.
1: That's alright. Um, so yeah, uh, what was I saying? Yes. Sometimes when it is I like hope for peace the extreme measures may need to be taken to survive. Um, trauma can linger after a traumatic event, as Troy says to Picard about his experience with the Borg. Um, you can't judge a book by its cover, uh, so obviously we see all the Borg as a collective who wants to assimilate, but it's more complex than like that, so Hugh is not like that, he's a victim, so are the Borg victims again the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few argument uh, what it means to be human protecting and helping others so they were going to use you but off helping me offering protection and she goes back to the collective to protect the crew friends are important we rely on each other and need them when we feel lonely so yeah that's that's all like that's what i got for it um next episode yeah the next phase um am i reading this one out
0: please though so.
1: yeah cool um when a Romulan ship is stranded, Geordie and Roe are apparently lost in a transporter malfunction and the rest of the crew assume they are dead. They awaken on the Enterprise, uh, able to pass through solid walls due to their mol- molecules being phased. Um, really fun episode. I've always quite enjoyed it. Um, it's not one I'm going to put up, but I do think it's a really good episode.
0: I enjoyed it more when I was younger.
1: Yeah. Mm. I
0: think I I think I. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this one. It's never at least now these days. It doesn't quite bother me as much. Mm. I'd rather sit there because it's about phase cloaking. And if it were me, I'd rather watch Pegasus over this any day.
1: Mm. No, I can I can kind of see that. And I think I probably would agree with you on that one. I think the episode I think Pegasus is better. So I can I can completely understand that.
0: Um, the Romulan science vessel is a redress of the Romulan scout ship first seen in the deflector. Uh, the Romulan Graviton Field Generator, oh my god, that a journey and a half, uh, for the phase coking Device, would, re- would reappear as a Federation phase coking Device seen in the Pegasus, strangely, <laughs> before becoming part of a Kinjal Polon Generator in the Void, in Voyager, and part of the Army Mechanism on the Romulan Mine in Minefield in Enterprise. Uh, reappearance of troy's personal appointment log uh last seen in imaginary friend but you get a closer look in it um jeremy i'll p- probably give this to you this time do you want to talk about suzanne thompson
1: uh yes um she plays the romanian varal um on the and she would like to play um the ball queen in voyager
0: you're missing frame of mind
1: and she's also in frame of mind as well too. as
0: inmate J jail J- J- and what about Rejoined, Jamie? you have got about rejoined as well
1: Yep, she's in rejoined. Um she plays um Doctor Lenara Khan. Um, thank you, can yeah.
0: And the one thing I really didn't get out of this episode, so they've been on the ship the same amount of time. But how does Commander Riker know Geordie longer than the rest of the crew? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's again it's another bit of backstory that you never hear about. Yeah, it's just completely ran. Oh, Oh five seasons in, oh you knew the LaForge longer. And then you get this all crap about Roe going nuts cause she doesn't hear about what Riker's is gonna say and it's oh, just yeah. like Oh for god's sake, just no,
1: shut but, up woman. Just no, like, But, but I, I actually I can understand that to a point. I can understand
0: it, but she just goes a bit crazy and you just go Calm down lady.
1: I just loved the bit where where her and Jordi are in time forward shooting the, the uh
0: the I box. thought that was a bit OTT when she shoots him in the head.
1: I thought that was brilliant, I loved it, I I liked it, I didn't mind it. Um also another bit of trivia um, the Bajoran chant is over two hours long um, and Riker plays the trombone again as well um, what I like about this episode the con- I love the con- con- concept tonight idea which I think it's done really well um, interesting getting the episode from Rose's most perspective as she gets some really good character development and I think it fits nicely with her, with, um, her uh, kind of her culture's the Bajorans are very religious, which obviously it's spanned on in DS9, because obviously the episode deals with the idea of, well, it's the afterlife and life after death kind of uh, stuff. Um, again, good performances all round. Um, I actually thought it was quite nice to get some different, uh, moles, messages and meanings this season, because I don't think this has been touched upon. Like life after death and the afterlife, I don't think it's been, uh, touched upon in season five so far. Am I right in saying that?
0: I've lost track, Jamie, but possibly. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> I, like the, I like the twist of one, the Romulans being phased like Roe and Geordie. I thought the chase through the Enterprise was great, particularly seeing the different um, people in the different quarters just going about their daily lives, which I thought was cool. And the moment where I think it's Roe pushes uh, the Romulan out, out of the ship. No, I think that's
0: Geordie. I think it does
1: it Geordie? that. Oh, Geordie?
0: Geordie. At least
1: so. When Geordie pushes the Romulan out of out of the bulkhead into space, I just thought it was a really cool effect how they did that. Um, which is, uh, oh, yeah. Um, I, love the, <laughs> I think I said this to you on the phone I love the scene in Engineering where Geordie keeps leaving chroniton footprints behind for Data, he keeps rushing to clear it up and it's just the way Data's been, Just he, he is who he is and it's just George's like, stop thinking so rationally um, and obviously what we said, I love the mystery of what Riker was going to say about right at the memorial service and no wondering what he was going to say and she just fires the disruptor through his head, I just thought that was great um Messages. Um, let's see. Um, the notion of the afterlife. Is there an afterlife? Um, it's important to say goodbye to those we love. Um, ghosts and spirits. We can't see them, but they're there watching over us. The importance of remembering those we've lost. So when Dad just planning the memorial service, respecting those who passed. The memorial service kind of reflects the beliefs and customs of that culture. So rituals and beliefs are important in mourning those we've lost. That's.
0: I sort of struggled a bit with this one, but I did get something. Life is there to challenge us. Treasure time you have with friends and family. You never know it will be gone. You only live once. YOLO. You're, you're, you're never truly gone. There's no right way or wrong way to do something. Don't give up so lazy. There's solutions to every problem. And don't jump to conclusions. I, I say I struggle with that one.
1: That's all right. That's fair enough. Um, Right. The next episode. Yep. The next
0: one. Yep. Yeah, I'm pinning that one up. I'm sure you are as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's
0: classic. Uh, the Enterprise discovers an alien probe knocking Card unconscious. He wakes up as Kamin, an astronomer on the planet Catan, discovering in the process that Catan faces imminent destruction from the sun, about to go supernova. Yep,
1: yeah, so the inner lights. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you talk to any Star Trek fan or casual fan, or this is guaranteed to be pretty much everyone's list of favourite Star Trek episodes. Um. And I actually remember back then again, this is one of those, yes, Jamie, you you were thinking like, what were you thinking back then? Back in the day, I was never massively of the inner light.
0: Just like uh, Far Beyond the Stars, isn't it? Yeah,
1: when I first watched it, and yes, I know, I deserve to be (laughs) phased. But yeah, absolutely fantastic episode. I mean, just, you know, and I think. I think it was this one. I think they said. I think I, I'm not sure if it was one of the actors or if it was one of the, the producers, but they said Star Trek is not about the the big explode. This who it was, but they said it's not about the big explosions or alien battle. It's about telling a story and you know and uh, uh, you know and just and just having a simple story. And it, but it's so effective about an ordinary community living ordinary lives, but it's beautifully told. It's it's touching it's painful but oh, it's just oh, it's just wonderfully told and you know and it's emotional i i i every time i watch this episode i get tears in my eyes because it's so beautifully done you know
0: you would love it because there's five deleted scenes uh for this on the blu-ray really five yeah
1: how many minutes is that quite up
0: to roughly then? Um, oh, I can't remember offhand, but it's a good like 20 minutes, 25, something like that. I can't quite oh, remember off wow. off my hand. Um, it might not be, cause they're like some of them are sort of part scenes. Um, ones a casual moment on the bridge, just foring uh, detecting a probe, discussing Captain Card's last encounter with Fleet Admiral Gus Gustin, um, who they were going to give a survey report to um which was nice but completely necessary why it was cut yeah, captain Card questioning elaine further onto what was happening where's his uniform and communicator um again that was a bit too far i think
1: yeah i can understand why they cut that yeah. uh
0: the bridge crew tries figuring out different ways to work out what's happened to captain Card. so it builds on what you see data doing and geordie so information on the beam and on the probe Which kind of wasn't unnecessary, and you see Dr. Crusher coming onto the bridge. So, again, I
1: think think if they'd included that, it would have undercut what they were trying to do with the story. I think it would have, because I think you get a few scenes back on the bridge, but just what you need. So, yeah, I I agree. I can understand why they cut that as well. Yeah, gone.
0: The last two I wish they had in some ways. Dr. Crusher uncovers subtle signs, uh, clues as to what has happened to Captain Card, metabolic rates of an 80 year old. So, that's quite cool. It's kind of, yeah, he's reading like an 80 year old. So that was quite a cool way, with a bit of technical babble thrown in. Uh, Mirabor tells her father that her child, K- Kami, will live a good life despite the uh, planet's condition. So that was quite an interesting one. Just kind of, he will, for however hold he will get, he will have a good life, no matter how brief it is. It's a nice um, extension of that scene then. Yeah. Um, The Ruskin flute is a simple tin penny whistle. Uh, Daniel Stewart, Patrick Stewart's son, portrayed. Uh, came in some mm-hmm. um when captain McCall came in overlooks raskett visit a uh, uh, village on katan It is is filmed in bronson canyon same place as the 37s in star voyager so it looks out over i think the hollywood sign i believe so yeah that's quite cool and that's everything i've got for it
1: um what i like to say a lot for this episode i said obviously about the story and how how well it's done um, you come to really care about the ca- characters of Catan, so Batai, Picard, or Cayman's wife, uh, Eileen, is it Eileen?
0: Eileen. Eileen. Yeah, Eileen.
1: Yeah, Eileen yeah, and the children have depth, so it makes the ending of what happens the more emotional. Uh, the impact it has on Picard in the future, he tells Lieutenant Darren, in, obviously in one of my other favourite episodes of Next Gen, uh, in lessons about the planet Catan, and he plays the flute he's given to remember the planet and its people. Um again, performances across across the board, absolutely superb from the main cast and obviously the guest there's a secondary cast as well, the guest stars. Um I just loved how the episode is edited and told. So Picard lives a lifetime in a community, has a wife and children and grandchildren in a span of twenty five minutes, but you actually, it actually feels like he lived that lifetime as though like all those years have actually passed and to do that in what's essentially what a 45 minute episode 42 minute episode is absolutely incredible um
0: yeah I do find that a bit weird with the whole thing where you kind of kind of mind-bending so the episodes 45 minutes yeah. we see how would you say half an hour of Picard in in Catan.
1: yeah but
0: the vi- but in universe it only takes 25 minutes. So it's a bit wacky.
1: Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit odd, isn't it? Mm. Um, I thought I thought it was really interesting how Picard does everything as Cayman. He does everything he didn't think he was capable of, so like playing the flute, having a family. He does and he does it well. Beautiful chemistry between um, Patrick Stewart and um, uh, Margot Rose, who plays Elaine. I thought it made their relationship just really touching, um, particularly the scene where... Um, where she passes away, and she goes, and she says to him, "Don't leave, was it um don't leave your shoe, put your shoes away." I just thought, just so many beautiful scenes like that in the whole episode, um, like the, 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 the christening and oh, just so many beautiful scenes. Um, how the music and tune that is playing the episode kind of encapsulates the theme and emotions it conveys. Um, obviously with uh, just lovely music, and I thought the, the makeup was fantastic as well making Cayman, uh, Elaine, and the people of Katana ages. I thought that was brilliantly done. Again, Michael Westmore. Um, and I thought it was a really good use of um, Beverly on the ship. She tries to diagnose what is happening to Picard and how to solve it. Um, and obviously the ending as well, when Picard wakes up and feels disoriented and unsure of his surroundings. And it's just like, you just got to think, how how does he process all that? Because, you know, you've got to think as well, can he remember things like procedures and all that sort of stuff after having lived an entire lifetime as someone else? you know Um
0: i could ask the same about um hard time
1: yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah and it's just really interesting how you know how do you process because i think there was a review on the imdb who who said oh it's like an unseen epilogue i mean i would read out the comment but it's quite long but um but they they say similar well how do you how do you process all this how does picard deal with all th- deal with this and it's just just incredible Oh, just yeah and obviously, you know, I didn't have any criticisms about this episode at all. <laughs> I didn't have any problems with it. Yeah, I mean, that's what I found, what I liked. I mean, yeah, I think I've got like 14 different things I put here, what I liked. So. Um, messages?
0: Uh, Treasure the time you have with friends and family. You never know when, it be, when your time will be gone. Yep. You only live once. Seize the moment and take any opportunities that come your way. Mm-hmm. All governments cover things up. If there's something wrong, take action. Only you can control your destiny. You can never escape your past. Surround yourself with people who love and care for you. Um, Every problem has a solution. You have to be willing to do anything to survive. Nothing any good comes from bureaucracy, uh, a.k.a. red tape.
1: Yeah, I mean, pretty similar to kind of what I got. Um, How family, friends, family and love can enrich our lives, creating memories and experiences that will last a lifetime. How important it is to leave a legacy and be remembered. As Katan sends out the probe that connects with Ricard which I thought was just really quite clever how the probe would meet him in the future. I just thought that was really quite big, just quite clever. Um, everyone working together in a community can help it to flourish There's obviously teamwork, So I just really like the idea of the people of Qatar giving up part of their water rations for the tree to grow. It came like a symbol of their, of their, um, of life for them. Um, hope is a powerful weapon against the challenges of life. And as you say, make the most of our lives in the time we have. I think uh, Cayman says that to Mirabor, doesn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, upon uh, me, so yeah, overall, absolutely fantastic episode that I, I you know, I've watched it numerous times, and I never get bored of it. It's one of those episodes that just it's timeless, it really is just timeless, um and yeah, I, I said, I always I, you know I know what's going to happen, but the fact, I can watch an episode like that, and it still makes me tear up every time, I think it's just it's a testament to how brilliant the episode is overall, um last episode, yeah. Time 0 I'm,
0: I'm putting this up straight away.
1: Uh, I am not. However, I did I do I did enjoy it watching it more than I did previously. Um I know technically it's my turn to read that, but it is a favourite of yours. Did you wanna finish read did you wanna finish it off reading it? Could do. Yeah. I mean yeah, it's your favourite episode, so I thought it'd be quite nice.
0: Time Zero Part One. The Enterprise crew is amazing to find data's head amongst artifacts in an excavation site. Data must now begin to deal with the fact that some way in the future he will die, but is soon snatched through time to San Francisco in the late 1800s. Um, and part two says, the Enterprise is summoned to the, oh no, wrong one. Data has enlisted the help of Guinan, but has run into some unwelcome curiosity from Samuel Clements, who travels both Data and Guinan, assuming that they've arrived from the future with evil intentions.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I I think Samuel Clemens is a great, great character. Um, I I always did like him anyway. I must admit, I think he's a really really interesting guy. Um, and him and him going around the Enterprise, just Deanna talking to, her, I just think it's just fantastic. Just I've always always enjoyed it, and I think actually it's it's really good character development because he comes off across as kind of really mistrusts them, but then you see he kind of changes, and when he kind of sees the future for himself, it's like well actually these people and humanity isn't bad after all you know it's like well actually you know things actually changed quite for the better which i thought was really good um,
0: i'm gonna be a pain as ever i've done it in two parts so i'm gonna have to go back and forth a bit
1: that's all right that's fun. um
0: mark elmo appears as frederick larue in the poker game
1: and he yep yeah, he play, played cut in ds9 yep.
0: this is his last next gen appearance Data's severed head was also, also later used in Phantasms and Register's Borg drone's head in uh, New Matrix Zero and Voyager. The mm-hmm. uh, shot of Starfleet Academy is taken directly and slightly modified from the first duty. As you can still see, Wesley and Captain Card walking in opposite directions. Uh, Data's definition of friendship, quoted by Troy, is a word for word reference back to Legacy when Data is talking to Ishka Yar about Tasha. I love the Guinan and Captain Picard scene in Ten forward, as it infers so much. Um, you know, such an action doing time travel at its best. Uh, part two. The Science Lab makes another appearance, where it was last seen in Iborg. Uh, the episode was, uh, as I referred earlier, was filmed at the same time as the Deep Space Nine pilot, Emissary, was filmed. Alexander in- in- Inberg, the reporter, who was the son of Jerry Taylor, later appeared as Turek in Lower Decks and Vorok in Star Trek Voyager.
2: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Mrs. Carmichael, Pamela Kosh, would later appear as Jessel in All Good Things. Uh, her boarding house is the same building seen as Benny Russell's New York apartment in Far Beyond the Stars in Deep Space Nine. That's a lot uh, of the
1: trivia that I didn't pick up on, so that's, that's good, sir.
0: There's a deleted scene where Dr. Crusher tries coping with ancient medicine and attitude, Geordie and troy's uh, investigations get developed uh talking to patient and selling things because actually she has faces that women can't be doctors that jerky doctor chats to her and kind of goes just do your job do what i tell you uh the episode won the enemy M- 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 uh, emmy award uh one for outstanding individual achievement in costume design for a series for blackman and Outstanding individual achievement in hairstyling for a series, and was nominated for outstanding individual achievement in sound editing for a series as well. It's just an incredible episode. Where really. again, it's they just do a predestination paradox brilliantly. It all makes yeah, sense. It, that's, it's that's it's incredible. Just
1: that's one of the things I really liked, as I said, about Data find Data's head and then how it happened with the ending going back to the beginning, full circle. It's just brilliant. Yeah. And I so love
0: well the, done. I love the last bit where it's just kind of everyone's where they should be. And and know all of this before they even get into it. Yeah. It's just and, beautiful. Just, it's just so self-contained, but it's so know, clever.
1: And, you know, and because as well, but and Guinan's friendship, which has been hinted at throughout the series. And they finally explain it. I just, it was just really, really well done. Um, have so we got. Uh, oh, it's a lot of things. Like, I thought the recreation of the late 19th century is superb, with the settings and costumes that really make you feel like you're there. Again, great performances from all the cast. Um, I thought there were nice. I thought it was um, some lovely character moments throughout. So like at the beginning, where the crew are trying and failing to deal with the idea of losing data. I especially like Picard's attempt to protect data, like by keeping him on the ship, was sweet. Got yeah, white.
0: that was a bit was sweet, but you do sit there every other time they have a predestination paradox. They just go, Yeah, we'll carry on doing what we're doing. Well, on the, this occasion, it's like, No, we'll, we'll not try that.
1: The thing that gets me, and yes, I know if it if it if you didn't have data to go down there, you couldn't the plot couldn't move forward, but. What I get, what gets me, is when Geordie creates that same thing that they can go. Free.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, it is a bit convenient, but it's just
1: like really, it's like you said you couldn't, and then you suddenly can. So if you could do it before, then you wouldn't have to send data down. It's just like, but again, I know if you had, if if you didn't have data go down, you wouldn't have. A... Um,
0: I I yeah. know oh, that's something you kind of have to let go. I yeah. think on that um, occasion, I, they, um... they really he just went because it was a quick fix. Just kind of yeah, yes, sure, I'll show, I'll go down with a subspace field, and voila.
1: The other the other two... Sorry, did you finish speaking, si, or Yeah, pretty much. Oh, um, the other two things I, I wasn't as keen on was I thought the aliens were very generic and just didn't seem to be that big of a threat, despite the episode trying to No, the, the threat
0: isn't big, but it's such um, a great episode that um, I don't care.
1: Um, well, it, it probably bothered more me than you, then, I suppose. And the other thing... I, I, I know I said this a while back, but I still don't like the cliffhanger in the end of part one. I still don't think that works very yeah, well. Yeah,
0: it's a bit stupid, but
1: um but,
0: but like, the other question i would put to you then what how would you change it i think we had this debate yonks ago but um, how I would actually, you change it to i,
1: I had a thought of because it, it, it's the, the the vortex they're going through it's only stable for a certain period isn't that correct when they go through it
0: closes just after the last person goes through who i think's like troy or someone
1: yeah but it, it but it wasn't it wasn't a, a, a permanent stable vortex was it? it could have closed at any point right am i right in saying that
0: um stable up to a point
1: yeah, so maybe you could have had i don't know maybe one of the crew maybe oh it's about to close and one of the crew's gonna get trapped there i don't know maybe something like that i'm not oh
0: sure. that, that's something i've never really noticed before sending wolf up to the ship so you don't have to explain wolf to 18th century san francisco i thought that was a clever plot device
1: yeah agreed yeah so i think probably that bit as well but you know having said that i said everything else is said Partly of what I've said. Else, um, um, I think part two I thought was better, more fast-paced and fun, getting to the crux of the story. But obviously you needed part one where obviously you needed you needed to set up the plot. Um, I loved, I think I loved um, a couple of the funny scenes. So in part two where Riker is dressed as a police officer and he says to another, "I just want you to know I have the most, utmost respect for those in authority," and then just punches the officer in the face. I just, that's just what he said and it's just just funny. And also where the crew were practising a play and they get, um, what was it you said, the, the landlady was her name, sorry?
0: Mrs. Carmichael. Yeah,
1: to, to participate. I just thought that whole scene was just hilarious. Um, yeah. I, I
0: think... just think it's got such great pacing for two episodes. Mm. It never stops. There's always something going on, which I love with it.
1: Hey, I also like um the guy that plays the bellboy as well. Michael Aaron, I think, who plays the bellboy Jack. I thought he was quite good as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't love the episode, but it is better because I think previously I gave it like a six. I think I, think I got up to, it to about a seven, which I know might not seem like much, but it's a good episode. I enjoy it for what it is. I mean, there's others I prefer, but as a season finale, it's pretty good. Said I, and yes, I do have a couple of niggles there, but it 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 never bothered me to the point of oh this episode oh you know you know it, there's there's a lot there's a lot of good stuff here that kind of overrides that so. Yeah, I mean, it's not a favourite, but I can understand why you would put an it upside. And I definitely do enjoy it more than I did previously. Because
0: I don't think it will ever get released, but in our Lost Files, there were. Wasn't it a couple of episodes, or was it one? I can't really remember. Uh, we did a t- I think it
1: was two. We did a Time Zero versus Gambit debate, where with Time Zero, Simon would, was trying to convince me that it was a good episode, and I was doing the same with Gambit. So, yeah.
0: Suffice to say, it didn't end well. But no. we had the, we've had an awful lot of discussions about these two episodes, so we've always had this focus on Time's Arrow and Gambit. So this is sort of part one of, at least internally, of our <laughs> kind of yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get co- to like that. conclusion to it, isn't it? We'll Although, sure. since we did that episode, there's been a bit of a change in the wind, where Jamie's gone up in this, and slightly gone down a bit with Gambit, because I've kind of... Yeah. Do my best, and you mean, kind of go really gambit yeah, are you
1: kidding yeah. me right. I, I, I mean obviously not too much detail but as an action episode i think gambit is fantastic but when you kind of but the kind of solution to it and kind of when you kind of get into it it's not really much there and in the next gen it's kind of it does kind of it, it would have probably worked better on ditch space 9 personally but anyway that's 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 for that's for the summer of 2021 or twenty two or so uh yeah um so I suppose the last thing. Oh, oh yeah, we've got to go over the three M's, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, okay. So I, with um, the three M's, I found um, the idea of mortality. So we we will all die at some point. How we react to someone we know will die is in, obviously so. Data will die, and the crew. I find it hard to accept. But what, what was the other thing I felt, which I thought was quite interesting? I didn't. I forgot to say. I thought it was quite interesting how Data looked at it. Kind of. Well, yeah. Yes, I'm, I might die, but. I've always thought of myself as immortal. And, you know, as you all age and pass, uh, you know, oh, yes, I'll make new friends, but I'll outlive everyone. And I like how Geordie questioned and thought, well, actually, I've never really thought of it that way. I just thought that was quite interesting. Um, you cannot cheat fate, as Data says to Picard. It's important to follow your dreams, um, as Clemens says to Jack, uh, to the Bellboy Jack. Um, and obviously the notion of poverty and technology and the betterment of humanity in the future, as Clemens finds out about um where humanity progresses that's that's pretty much all i've got i'll take it you probably found probably a lot more
0: um yes i'm probably gonna repeat ahead of looks. i've done it in two parts but you know i'm gonna go with it treasure time you have with friends and family you never know when time with them will be gone the truth will come out eventually if you need support dealing with something ask for it help can come from the most unlikely places there's something wrong take action you can't beat a, a predestination paradox I kind of take that in both ways. Like I, I, always love predestination paradox, but you also can't beat it. You, it's always going to happen. Mm-hmm. Every decision we make has consequences. Don't give up easily as a solution to every problem. You, you can't beat fate. Uh, let's see what I can't. Uh, don't interfere with other people's lives. You always have a choice. Teamwork is an important part of life. Uh, said that one. All governments lie and cover things up. Uh, said that one. Said that one. There's always another side to the story. Perceptions can be changed. Have an open mind. I uh, said so that one. said so that one. I so said that one. Oh, no. Don't jump to conclusions. As I said that one. Yeah. I think that's everything. I think about me repeating myself too much. So I found a bit. I found quite a lot. But again, I'm a bit biased.
1: That's all right. So I, one of your five episodes is fair enough. Um, so yeah. yeah. And
0: somehow we've got to the end of it. And we're like an hour and a half. Into it, yeah. T- two and a half hours into it,
1: yeah. Um, which
0: is nuts, so, really.
1: So now we just got to decide what episode we're going to pick. So if we just do a quick recap of what we put up, we both put up Redemption and Darmok. Um, you put up the game Unification, um, Ethics. Am I right in saying that?
0: Yep, yeah, you're right so far.
1: Yeah. Um, and Time arrow
0: Time. Oh, there's a- you're missing a few. Oh
1: yeah, I'm just saying. Okay. Um. Yeah. Um on ethics we both put up first duty we both put up eyeball yeah and inner light yeah so you've put up eight
0: altogether i believe so yeah i kind of called it back a bit because i Um, it could you know those few that you're going to go for so i'm in the orc of kind of new ground to say hero worship or must be society i could have upped it to 10 but i wanted to kind of slap Um, my wrist and go for eight
1: and I've obviously done the same. I picked and said pretty much, it. "Oh, Iborg as well." Put up Iborg. So we we all put it the same. And the other one, obviously, I put up was um, Masterpiece Society. So yeah, I think that makes sense of what we said.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're pretty much on kilter this year. Normally um, we've got kind of here, yeah. there, and everywhere.
1: Um, yeah. So now it's just decision time. What pick?
0: Um, I've kind of already gone into this. So I've kind of pretty much know. I think.
2: Go
1: for it. What, what was what's your pick?
0: I'm not going to surprise you at all. You i'm guess? really not you, you'll get it instantly
1: time zero yeah
0: because last year i chose for one about um impact mm-hmm. when really in my head heart of hearts i think i probably should have gone for booby trap and i didn't so it's like i'm not making that same mistake twice
1: so time zero okay well I, I was kind of I've kind of been a little bit I know it's gonna say really it's no contest but I was kind of torn between two and, for a while but I've ultimately decided. Do you want to guess what it is? You're not gonna be surprised. Do you want to guess?
0: Inner.
1: Yeah, inner light. So yeah, that is my because it was between that and oddly enough um, I think I think it was um, eyeball that was the other one I was considering. Um, but yeah, I mean inner light obviously for all the reasons that the emotional. The, out of all the episodes I watched this season, that one moved me the most. And it does, it, yeah, okay, it maybe doesn't have as big an impact as on some of the others like Eiborg, Um but it's not always about impact on the universe. Sometimes it can be just a personal impact and it does impact on the card in the future. There is, it said in Lessons, it's it's brought back in one of my other favourite episodes of Next Gen. Um, so, yeah, I just, yeah, I think that's, do. I mean, is there any, is there any honorary um, ones we want to say? Or, or we just
0: well, would it, it be good, point to talk about social media because that was an impromptu
1: yeah go for it yeah
0: so i went on twitter a couple of days ago from this recording and said "Well, we're doing this a couple of days what's your favorite episodes and i got a heap of replies back and this is my most scientific thing ever but it's what i do with social media things so i wrote them down for everyone that got mentioned and for a season we got 15 back which isn't bad this is like a pool of about three or four different people oh
2: yes yeah, pretty good for a for a season yeah And at the top
0: with like three votes we had cause and effect we had darmok um and then on two votes we had the next phase times arrow redemption first duty and then on a lonely one we had ensign road disaster unification eyeball cost of living uh silicon avatar the must be society in the Inner light the game and a matter of time so it's really quite interesting what people said and what they enjoyed mm. and it's nice to know that we're kind of on the right track kind of what we think of it or we're not kind oh, of yeah
1: i mean i know there's certain ones i mean for me like unification or the cause and effect you know you know we understand why people we understand why people do love those episodes just for us i mean i think for you unification is just more of the impact not so much enjoyment but or sorry um yeah in, enjoyment but yeah, I mean, as I said, as I said overall, as a season, season five is better than I thought it was, and it's it's more consistent because I used to be, oh, it's hit and miss. You have got, I still think it's a disc three is a bit of a period, it's kind of a bit of a patchy part of season five, but it's only a few episodes. But overall, it's a pretty good season, and you know, there's some fantastic episodes now. I said, you know, we've we've picked. I just realised, I think we've picked the penultimate and the finale, haven't we? always <laughs> was interesting. So yeah. Um so yeah, our final um choices are I said for me the inner light and for Simon the um Times Arrow. But yeah, we also just wanted to thank everyone who um responded on social media so We really do appreciate all your responses and replies. i said some really just just interesting ones in there. I? I did, didn't you say it was like fifteen episodes?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that's yeah. what I counted up. Yeah, no. fifteen or twenty six. That's not bad going for a oh, season. No, not
1: at all. So um yeah, that ends our uh, part two and overall season five review of Nextin. I am absolutely shocked because, well, we was it what? what how long did we say this was going to take, time? Si? What was your... Six. Hours? Usually
0: we take about six.
1: So we thought, won't be finished till three o'clock. And, well, it's not even half one yet. So we are well ahead of time, which is absolutely lovely. Um, so yeah, I yeah.
0: think we finally got this time to tea after, what, five years of doing it yeah so but yeah still quite lengthy but not bad for timing of oh, no. this.
1: and even if it was even if we did this in one episode four hours i mean compared to previously that's pretty manageable but yeah you know two hours is you know part one and part two i think it's well even more manageable i said two hours which is good i think that's pretty good for a, a season review um so yeah we hope you guys have enjoyed listening um obviously this marks the end of simon's half of the year First, um, love
0: it emails make a big thing about kind of it's my time now. Yeah. Uh, my time to shine.
1: Yeah. Obviously, Huge uh, we'll as we'll, hands. Huh?
0: Huge hands.
1: Yeah. Obviously, it'll be my turn in September. <laughs> and I will be posting uh, a schedule up in our blog uh, soonish Um I'm still <laughs> ironing out just the last few details of my schedule, my part of the year. Um, and obviously, you know, we'll be in our August hiatus. So, obviously, well, um, kind of. Kind of.
0: We've kind of got something to do with it, haven't we, Jeremy? Uh,
1: yes. Uh, a yeah.
0: certain episode to kind of redo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, remind me, we're not releasing it in August, so are
1: we? Are we, are we
0: yeah, it'll get yeah. re-released. It'll go out. It'll replace the old episode because I can't have that yeah. up for too long. So, yeah, it so you will get now. an episode. You'll, yeah, you will get an um, unexpected episode, but we did say month ago, month and a half ago, that you were going to yeah. get one. Um, Which we're really pleased to be doing, but yeah, that's life for right, you. But yeah.
1: Um, but it, you know, apart from that, obviously, we won't be recording anything else. But obviously, we will still be around on social media on Facebook, you know. So we'll still be active and around. So yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, and obviously, yeah. So I, I, I would say we'll see you in well, September. But, <laughs> but can we'll, do? Huh?
0: Can do is accurate.
1: Well, yeah. Well, 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 in September, obviously, our first episode will be um. Well, actually, be a pre-recorded um we did another round of um star trek room 101 with uh, the checkmate guys wayne and jude um
0: ahead of their um latest convention the king's langley sci-fi palooza too yep. um so if you want to go and check that out go for it because it's three quid a ticket so you yep. can't really lose That's... and well due to certain reasons which i'm sure you're hear in the episode we kind of ran out of time so wanted to the kind of pick them up here why yeah. um, we're ahead of schedule and um
1: obviously <laughs> you know that the, the, the palooza will be in november and obviously we will be we will be obviously going to and reviewing that out there um and also um i will finally be getting around to doing my dream and interest which has been a long time coming uh which will be on my birthday and that is one episode that is not moving staying where it is for my birthday so <laughs> so that is obviously my um my life the life is strange video game because i've mentioned it before on numerous podcasts and endlessly yeah endlessly um so yeah you will you guys will finally get to know what all the fuss is about and, you know what what what, it's all, what what the game actually is about um so yeah plenty to look Wish forward me to luck. <laughs> oh you'll be fine you'll 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 be fine sorry because what i haven't put it but what i'll put in the schedule for you size i'll put um uh I'll, I'll let you borrow that book the book i the, that book i um uh, got because i think it will be really useful for you even if you don't read it or just having having just having a flick through it i think it'll be really beneficial anyway um yeah so lots.
0: you of do realize that will mean nothing to them out there i
1: know
0: yes jamie
1: yes yeah research, <laughs> that helps research to help just to just to say quickly it's just research to help Simon help
0: go. me to help you
1: yeah um, logic
0: yeah, Jamie sure. logic
1: Jamie logic so yeah uh yeah so plenty to look forward to guys and uh, yeah we hope you enjoy um,
0: our slightly shorter season review hopefully yeah. it's a thing to come because I sure. did sh- I did less um, Mars messages yeah. and meanings. yay
1: Which will, and obviously these two episodes will be going out a um, couple of weeks uh on the Wednesday and the Thursday so part one then part two so so uh
0: um jamie they're, they're listening to it so they it would have gone out i, I
1: don't know what i'm saying <laughs> it's a it's a time travel thing the future of, oh no i go there
0: they've just right. spent the last what four hours listening to you I just to go you can I listen know. to these episodes that you
1: hello well. bloopers hello bloopers anyway uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode guys and we'll be back soon bye bye